both Jessica and Ashley Simpson together. Jessica Simpson. I belong to me. Simpson and Nick Lachey. All you newlywed couples out there, can you imagine allowing a camera crew to follow you around day and night? Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Simpson. Please welcome Ashley Simpson. What up, Ashley Simpson, right here on the VIP. With Ashley Simpson, I'm so excited. She said, I want to be a role model to girls. Now it's time to take a peek into the lives of the Simpsons sisters, Jessica and Ashley. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah Russo, and this is episode 29. Today, I am so excited because I have two amazing guests here with me to get into every single track from our beloved Jessica Simpson album, In This Skin. This is going to be part two of the retrospective on this album. So if you haven't heard part one, go back and listen to that first because I got into the whole history of the album, everything leading up to it, all of Jessica's interviews and feelings on it and performances. And now we are going to get in depth into every track. So I'm so pleased to introduce my guests. You know them. You love them. You've heard them before. Derek Nock and Michael Kadosh. Hi, guys. Hi. Welcome back. I'm so excited to have you guys. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm very excited. Yeah, you had had the gays during Pride Month. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I mean, every month is Pride Month, you know? It's definitely in my world. I don't know about <laughs> the rest of them, but this one, it's always definitely not a corporation where I change on July 1st. Oh my god, isn't that so annoying? It's like, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, wait, you're acknowledging gay people? For 30 days. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to even get into that. It's really annoying. <laughs> yeah, it sucks because I do love all the rainbow stuff, right? But mm -hmm. I'm just like, I don't really want to give money to you because you're just trying to get money during this time. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. It's like a... a a hard place. I don't even know what the saying is, but it's just like, I love the rainbows. They're festive, but like, I just know everything that went into mm -hmm. those decisions and I'm just, uh, next. Yeah. My <laughs> friends and I just go to party city because they have rainbow stuff all year round. So you just get that stuff. A vibe. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I want to start off by just getting into what this album means to you guys so Derek if you want to go first on your in the skin history oh my god I feel like in the skin was one of the first CDs that I bought with my own money like sought it out myself at the store it was one of those things that I just had in my portable one CD player and listened to on the bus every single day on the way home from eighth grade and I don't know, just ever since then, it's not like I've ever stopped listening to it. Like a lot of the songs, especially like Loving You, of course, With You, Take My Breath Away, Angels, those are consistently in my Spotify top 100 of the year. 
So it's like I never stop listening to it. It's just, it brings me comfort. It makes me happy. It's a great album to put on in the car. It still holds up. So there's like, there isn't a day really that I don't listen to a track from this album. And is it your favorite Jessica album? Because I know you have a tattoo from A Public Affair and you want to get another one from Do You Know? So I'm wondering how this one ranks. Oh, God. Um, the last three are my favorite three. Sweet Kisses is probably probably my least favorite. I don't know if I can pick just a favorite. I guess I would say In the Skin is my favorite, but it's a, a close call between that and A Public Affair. Yeah, it's hard because there's so many different elements of a favorite, right? It's like there's what's technically the best, then there's what you have the most personal connection to. But then I feel like this album also, because the era is just so significant for Jessica, it just, it means so much more. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I would say that my favorite, I know what my favorite song of all time is that's When I Loved You Like That. Maybe that's why I love Do You Know so much because that's on that album. But In the Skin is what I consider the best Jessica Simpson album. Mm -hmm. I definitely feel like it's the most like fully realized Jessica. Not that at what came after wasn't, but it just feels so significant and complete to me, I guess. Like mm -hmm. I love, like I remember when A Public Affair came out, I was obsessed with that album. Like In the Skin, I didn't appreciate as much at the time. I was probably a little too young. But um, when A Public Affair came out, I couldn't stop playing it. But even then, I think like... I, I, like the songs on a public affair there are a few that i think are like maybe not that great and definitely not as good as in this skin like even the the like worst song on in this skin whatever that would be i don't even know is really like not bad at all yeah i get what you're saying i agree so michael what is your journey with this album within the skin well um i've always been a jessica fan like i since i was a little kid it was um Britney, Christina, Jessica. I was in love with all of them. And I think Britney or Christina were my first few albums because I didn't own Sweet Kisses, but I always loved Jessica still. And so getting to the portion of In the Skin era, um, at that point, I really loved Irresistible. I think we know this about me. I loved Irresistible I, when I was very young. I was like six years old when that album came out and I was obsessed, right? And so she kind of disappeared for about a year and then I've said this before to you, a year in a child's life of six, seven years old is an eternity. So when she came back after that, I remember hearing it on the radio and being like, oh my God, Jessica Simpson is back with new music. You know, I've always been the music freak that I am now, even at like the tender ages of seven and eight. So I was definitely aware of In the Skin when it came out, but I didn't own it until the deluxe version came out. Up until the deluxe version came out, I only knew... To be honest, I don't even think I knew any of the songs. I probably knew With You because the single started getting big. And then I ended up buying the CD. And that's when I learned every single song on the album. And I listened to it. This, this was spring 2004. So that whole era of my life, I was listening to it, this album all the time. And then just consistently stuck with Jessica through a public affair, through Do You Know. And, and yeah, like the thing with In The Skin for me is there were always two or three songs that I didn't love on the album. So those few ones, I didn't really listen to much. I would always skip them when I was younger. And I actually only started recognizing them as actually good songs when I was older. But I do believe that there were songs in this album that a child wouldn't really appreciate versus somebody who's a little older and who's experienced the things that she's singing about. So I've had a long journey with this album because it's always stayed with me. But I've discovered more about it the older I got versus from when I was younger. 
if that makes sense. So, but it's a very, it's a favorite of mine. It's not my number one favorite Jessica album, but it's up there. Yeah, I agree about the evolution of it because I'm older than you, but I was still pretty young and I think I loved it on more of a surface level. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, Nick and Jessica are so in love and Jessica's so pretty and she's so funny and she's so cool and all that kind of stuff. I remember years later actually really listening to the lyrics and finding out more about everything I talked about in part one, basically, how this was actually the real Jessica and how she got to write almost all of these songs, whereas before she had only written one song, which was Heart of Innocence on her first album. So Iconic, though. I know. We love a I'm staying a virgin song. My favorite theme. (laughs) I just love how earnest and sincere she is. Like, there are so few people like that. Yeah, very few. But to a credit to what you said about her songwriting, that's a huge thing on this album. That is a reason why I also love it very much. You know, forget the... um, popularity of it and the fact that it is her signature era i would say but just the fact that she wrote all these songs except for two um shows that she there's a lot more to her than everybody was saying about her at that time you know at that time hearing that jessica simpson was a songwriter was not something people would take seriously but after in the skin like she has the concrete proof you know what i mean so it's a big moment it was a big moment for her as well yeah and what a redemption too oh such a redemption even though, like, I don't like when people shade Irresistible because we know how I feel about that album. I love it. I mean, I've, of course, talked a lot of shit about Columbia. Yes, well, that's different, though. They're trash. <laughs> <laughs> right. But there is an audience for what they were trying to do, right? And that's why a lot of those songs do work. They just mm-hmm. aren't Jessica. For the for a different person, it would have felt more authentic and, and fluid the way this album feels, you know? hundred percent a hundred percent yeah this album was way more cohesive and felt just so true to her and i i've always i always felt that about the album even when i was younger so it's a very special one yes so should we just jump right into the track listing let's dive in oh i'm so excited okay (laughs) (laughs) okay so we're gonna do the reissue plus bonus tracks so the first song is the robbie williams cover angels Derek, do you want to go first? I know that you love this song. I do love this song, and I feel like a lot of people don't know, but this was a huge song in, like, the drag ball, drag competition scene. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, like, when they would do, like, their ball gowns or whatever lip syncs, like, this would be one of the, the major songs. One of my best friends who is trans, she said that's how she was actually introduced to this song. It's one of her favorite queens performed it, so... I think it's, I don't know, I think it's a little bit underappreciated. I think it's one of her best tracks. I still play it, like it's still <laughs> played almost every day. I just really love this song. And like you said in the podcast that just came out today, that you didn't even know it was a cover. Like the way she sings it, like she sings it and makes it her own. Like I didn't know it was a cover either when she first released it. It's just very Jessica. She she easily could have wrote it. Yeah, it definitely feels like hers. Yeah, I still, like, no matter how many times I hear this song, I get chills, mm-hmm. especially live. I I love, 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 love this song. Always have, always will. Uh, like you guys, I did not know it was a cover when it came out. I only knew who Robbie Williams was because there was a music video of him at the time of him tearing off all his skin. I don't know. I don't even know what the song is called. <laughs> but it was, like, always being played in Canada on much music. So when I saw Robbie Williams' cover, I was like, oh, he has, this is his song? And I remember downloading both versions like when they first first came out 
and hearing his version, I was like, oh, this isn't good. And I just never listened to it ever again. <laughs> and I was like, this is Jessica's song. I love this song. Her vocals on this song are soaring. They're powerful. I just picture a white ball gown and I picture a, a snow queen. I, I picture a, like a, this is like a song that could have been in like Frozen or something. I don't know. Just like the way that she's performing it. It's like the queen or like the princess, like in a ball gown, just giving her all. I don't know why that visualization's in my head, but it's just so perfect. It's perfect for her voice. I mean, listen, it's a big song, but Jessica has a big voice and a big range and she shows it in the song. And that's another reason why it's one of my favorites. It, it's my favorite power ballad of hers, 100%, more than I Wanna Love You Forever. This is one of my, probably my favorite, yeah, ballad for sure. Wow. Yeah, it's a big one for me, big. It, I know, and can you guys believe that it didn't chart? I can't believe that. I no, that 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 does um, screw with my brain. I'm not gonna yeah. lie to you, because as a kid, I didn't really know the charts. Um, like I knew about right. them, but I didn't really know like the deepness of it. But like I did hear it on the radio, and I would see the video on Much Music. That's the Canadian MTV for those who don't know. Yeah, and I would see the video, and and to me in my life, it was always a thing. And so when I got older and saw. It didn't chart. I'm like, what? And it was released to radio. And I was like, I guess people just didn't warm up to it. It's weird to me. But funny enough, the, um, people know this song. Like, I've played this song for, like, friends and stuff, and they know it. Yeah. I definitely remember hearing it on the radio a lot, but it would always be followed by Jessica Simpson coming to St. Louis with a reality tour. Like, it was like they would play the song and then a promo for right. the concert. So I don't know if that, like, kind of played into it. But I feel like you heard it on the radio, so it had to have happened in every city like they would play it and then they would play the concert promo well not even for me because she didn't come to canada for her tour so i would just mm. hear it like they they played it not yeah. all the time like not as often as with you or take my breath away but right. i did hear it like i had Dang. i have that memory of like screaming it in the car yeah i also i remember this song definitely having a presence i also you know we'll we'll get into with you but that was also confusing to me because that song so confusing like number 14 that's very oops i did it again at number nine and toxic at number nine vibes but with you it was still number one on radio on the radio chart that's right it was on that specific chart but like i feel like i'm always confused by what actually hit number one on billboard right because the rules were different back then you see back then radio airplay didn't like it counted obviously but it actually didn't even start counting towards the billboard charts until 1998 and then over time it counted for more and more of a percentage at that time in 2004 the ratio of percentage between radio play and sales was very different sales were way more important and jessica didn't really sell as many singles mm -hmm. versus how much radio play she was getting that's why like toxic for example by britney the reason that wasn't number one is because the radio airplay was so high but more people bought her albums versus the single and that's why the single didn't chart as high because the single sales weren't as high and that's exactly what happened with with you it was a number one radio hit for weeks and it was a prominent radio hit in the top 10 for many weeks don't ask me why i know this but i'm a chart nerd and when it comes to angels it was on the radio charts but my only assumption as to why i didn't chart at all was either i'm not sure if it was released as a physical single if it was it couldn't have sold that much and that's that's the only explanation why it wouldn't have charted right i think it was a physical single because i remember when i was on the sweet kisses website which by the way the, the people on the Sweet Kisses website are angels, okay? I love that site. Yeah, I mean, I get everything from them. Her name is Joanna. She Joanna. lives in Poland. 
Ooh. Uh... Jessica flew her to a fashion star, the set of fashion star, so she could oh, wow. meet her because she's run Sweet Kisses since the 90s. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Joanna, we love you, Joanna. Polish queen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I did see a, a, a single cover on there. Yeah, there's a CD single for Angel. But was it released in America? Um, I don't know because I bought it off of eBay. That most it most likely was not released physically in America, probably, is, and it was surviving like charting only on Air, uh, AirPlay alone, and the AirPlay wasn't that strong. I think it only got to number eighteen on the top forty chart. Having just that, I'm sure it couldn't have helped to chart that much. But I mean, at the end of the day, people were buying the album, so who really cares? People know right. the song, and MTV played the video back then. You didn't need sales necessarily for it to be a hit if it was being played on MTV and it was on your CD and your CD was selling. People knew your song. Right. And we also got a glimpse of the uh, video shoot on Newlyweds when they're trying to uh, release the doves. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that part. I love that. I love the Newlyweds, guys. And her, her boo pops out. <laughs> we love a Janet moment. Oh, my God. <laughs> she references her in the, in the episode. Well, she was there. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my. True. Yeah. What do you guys think of the video? It's so beautiful. It's exactly what I picture for her song, for her version of this song. It's exactly what I would picture in a white gown with some doves on a good rooftop. Like, you know, it's just a classic ballad video, but that's what I pictured. And I'm very happy with it personally. <laughs> Why is it not on her Vivo channel? Like it's not on YouTube. You almost have to like look it up on Daily Motions to see the video. I'm like, why does she not have this on her page? It must be either a, a clearance issue or a label issue. I don't know. Maybe it's like the writers because it's not her. It's like a cover. Well, Janet has that very similar problem to a lot of her videos aren't up there. So there's something going on with like labels and rights of videos. So hopefully eventually we'll get all of them. I would have I'm, I'm hoping that with the release of all of Jessica's new projects that we're going to get all of like those updated uploads. Ooh, like, if, nice. they the, if they can put the live performance of I got my eyes on you on there. <laughs> I don't understand why Angels is not there. I love when she performed. I got my eyes on Me you. Too. I had to throw that in there because I just watched it before I came on here. But it's true. <laughs> that honestly, like when I was doing research for the Sweet Kisses episode, I feel like that that specifically really kicked up my standing a notch because I know that she was kind of like conflicted and she was a little unhappy because she was being told to lose weight and she had to do a lot of songs she didn't really want to do and stuff. And like she is selling that She's Britney style of, you know, everything like there. She is really giving it her all. And despite not really wanting to do that you know and then when you see like her performances during this era it's like that's what she wanted to do you know she didn't want oh, a yeah. head mic and all that stuff but she really like would slay the i've got my eyes on you performances <laughs> she knew the assignment oh yes she killed the assignment but yeah i think my favorite part of the video is just the shots of her in the dark just her face oh, mm -hmm. oh beautiful 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 and the most perfect lighting but yeah i really want um because it is on youtube but you're right it's not like it's not hd mm -hmm. it's very 2008 youtube <laughs> you know what i mean I like know. That, yes. that old school vibe of youtube but hey you know what at least we can watch it but i would love to see it in hd so here's hoping when the new open book and amazon projects come out we'll get a good update yes okay so our second track is the iconic with you go off guys i already did for like 20 minutes on part one <laughs> i don't even know where to start I like know. how do we start talking about this song legendary iconic trailblazing 
whatever Lady Gaga speech is that she always says, that's exactly what this is. Forget the fact that it's Jessica Simpson, right? The song itself is fantastic because just the melody and sonically, it's perfect. It's right. so perfect. The lyrics are perfect. The melody is perfect. And then you add her her gorgeous, breathy vocals onto this track. And the fact that it actually was a real-life situation and the fact that she wrote it, you feel it. And then, as if that's not enough, you have the iconic video and all the iconic pop culture moments that she gave us in that time. All of that is intertwined in this song. And it's it's almost as if this song, to me, you guys, signifies a time in the 2000s. It signifies the beginning of reality TV to me. It signifies MTV at its height. It signifies Jessica's resurgence. It's just so much. And it's all tied into this one song. Iconic. Legendary. I'll pause for a bit. Derek, you go. <laughs> well, you just hyped it up for me to, like, come and disappoint because I'm like, I love with you, but I'm just like... I don't know, part of me is glad that it's a song that everybody knows, but part of me yeah. is maybe might have overplayed it. And like, if I go to a bar with people who I don't normally hang out with, they'll always put with you on and, and kind of look at me. And I just want to be like, but she has better songs than this. Oh, you know, <laughs> but I do uh, love it. And it's, mm. it's always on my Spotify top 100. Like I still listen to it every day and I love the acoustic version as well and i love it but it's not my favorite jessica single but part of me doesn't know if that's just because everybody knows it and i'm like she has better stuff or <laughs> okay so the thing is is i'm totally i totally understand the whole oh it's the straight song like i get yeah. it like that's how i feel about <laughs> toxic but i'm sorry i'm not gonna let you have this with you is a fantastic <laughs> song it's actually a fantastic song overplay it. it's like that hearing you say that it's as if saying baby one more time oh it's overplayed no it never gets old it's perfect but you can have your opinion i'll allow you to have it but i don't agree I'm not saying it's a horrible song, and it's okay. You can disagree with me because I disagree with Leah on Take My Breath Away. Oh, yeah. We'll get into that. I think it's perfection, and that's my opinion. It is perfection. I'll stop I'll stop at that. I need to calm down now. <laughs> I'm with Michael here. Thank you, girl. I understand where Derek's coming from, though, because, like, as a stan of so many people, like, I have that perspective about a lot of stuff. It's the straight song. We know. It's like, of course. Like, every pop queen has a song for the straights, and this is Jessica's. Yes. No, and don't I, say that. No, it's not. But <laughs> well, maybe for the straight girls, not the straight boys. They're not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just stay in your hole. I <laughs> literally. Oh my god, so many jokes I can make. Okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to say, sometimes I wish I was a gay man so I could date gay men instead of straight men. But that's my. I'm just gonna move past that. Um, but I, I love that you brought up Toxic because as a Britney stan and everyone around me knows that, like, I, the same thing happens to me. Like, I'll go anywhere and people are like, Leah, and then they put on yeah. Toxic and I'm like, okay. Like, I got into my friend's boyfriend's car. We were all going somewhere and he was like, this is for Leah and put on Toxic. And I was like, thanks. I've heard it five billion <laughs> times. <laughs> I think that with you if i have to really like pick one like i think with you is better than toxic like i think it's a it is. of course it is yeah i think it's a like a brilliant brilliant song i think it's one of those things like all things you were saying michael about reality tv and like it, everything aligned 
perfectly for her. The song is a genuinely good song. It's not just a gimmick, you know, like all the stuff in the video. It's not just a gimmick. It was legitimately like people were connecting with it heavily. All of her flubs. Yes, in the video, she's this girl who looks perfect, but she's can't even do the laundry and all that kind of stuff. All of that paired with the fact that it is legitimately a fantastic pop song. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's just perfection. It really is. Yeah. There's nothing else I can say. It's perfect. I love it. It'll always be one of my, not just favorite Jessica songs. It really is one of my favorite songs ever. It's just so good. Can I say perfect for a 20th time? Yeah, it is. And and I actually don't feel like it's too overplayed. Nope, it is not. In fact, it is underplayed. There are only 28 million streams of this song on Spotify, and that is criminal. Criminal. Michael, thank you for delivering. This is why yeah. I invited you. <laughs> but it's just like, no, but it's it's annoying to me because it's like, I remember this song being so important in pop culture and I feel like people aren't giving it the justice it does. Well, they don't give Jessica's whole career the justice it deserves, but we're not going there today. But with you, definitely. I can understand Derek saying the whole overplay thing, but I also want to counter argue. I don't think it's overplayed. I can't remember the last time I heard it in public. I'll be honest with you. I can't remember. I don't think it's overplayed. I think I probably maybe said the wrong thing. It's overplayed. <laughs> I'm like to so me. I'm like scaring him. <laughs> I have overplayed it. <laughs> like I have listened to it probably every day for uh, since it came out. I'm not saying like I agree with everything that you said, <laughs> and I'm glad you're so passionate about it because I do love with you. It's just not my favorite single off this album. That's okay. We'll we can accept. But it. I love it, and I do think it's perfect. And I'm sorry if I uh, made anybody mad. If <laughs> I just want to clarify that maybe uh, I said it the wrong way, but I have overplayed it myself. I think it is underrated and underplayed. But personally, I have played this song so much that it's I I, I know every single beat. So I don't know. Maybe that just like plays into it. But it is perfect, and I love it. And don't uh. Hate me jessica fans <laughs> no no jessica fans could ever hate you i mean you were at the ricky martin tour we we bow down to you literally <laughs> like the holy grail yes so let's get into what i'm guessing is your favorite single from this album right take my breath away yes it is my favorite Ooh, okay interesting yeah i don't know why i just I think it's beautiful, and I didn't even know the cover of the song until she released hers, and then I looked it up, and hers, of course, is better, and I'm so glad that she did not make it a duet with Nick. I just remember it being, like, one of the first songs that I actually called the radio station and requested them to play, like, being old enough to, like, (laughs) use the phone, and I don't know, I just have really great memories of the song, like, watching it all the time on MTV, and maybe I just, I don't know, have a nostalgic feel for it. For it, but yeah, it's my favorite single from this album. It is beautiful. I mean, I know my rant, <laughs> my rant was um, spirited. I agree with your rant, though. I agree that it's like okay. Even though I love Take My Breath Away, I don't know. Maybe she could have like released it later, or maybe they wanted to add more songs to re-release the album, and that she didn't want to record new stuff. I don't know. I totally agree with what you said before. Thank you, because I was afraid that people were going to just hear like the negative part and be like, this song is amazing, blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, what I said was, it is, it is great. I do enjoy it. I just think that 
all the other songs on the album were so worthy of being a single. And I can make an argument for basically every single song on this album as to why it would be a single. I could come up with a video in two seconds for every single song. So I just didn't understand her choice, except for the fact that it does mean so much to her. You know, everybody knows the story. If you didn't before, I put it in in part one about her and Nick and how this was their song and everything like that. So I don't know, maybe it was from a newlyweds perspective. But uh, Michael, what do you feel about this? I love this song. I'm going to be honest. Um, I didn't know it was a cover when it came out. I remember um, singing it around the house and my mom was like, how do you know that song? And I was like, it's by Jessica Simpson. What do you mean? And she's like, no, it's not. I'm like, yes, it is. And then was taught that no, it was not by Jessica Simpson. (laughs) Um, But I I always loved her version. I always loved the video. I think the reason it was released as a single is very plain and simple. It was a marketing thing and it fit with the story. It fit with newlyweds. That was what was going to happen. And people knew the song. It's a very popular song from the 80s. Do I think there were better songs that could have been singles? Absolutely. But we'll talk about Forbidden Fruit when we get there. I (laughs) love Take My Breath Away. I always have. uh, Always will. Not too much else to say. But I I do listen to it um, relatively often. I'll definitely go through phases of my life where I'm more into Jessica's music. But in terms of just like songs of hers that always come up, this is one of them for sure for me. Well, I think that Berlin has Jessica to think because it's funny that even, you know, 2003, that was, I think that was not even was not that even 20? 15 years after it was released but right. jessica had fans that were really really young i was eight years old when this album came out and so an eight-year-old uh, how would i have ever heard take my breath away i mean like berlin mm-hmm. like did they really have any other songs if they did i don't know them since then i i've obviously heard berlin's version in in life and pop culture and i and i probably would have heard it eventually without jessica's version like i've heard it in commercials and i have heard it on the radio and I eventually saw Top Gun, but as a young kid, none of that stuff connected with me, but Jessica Simpson did. She brought that song to a whole new generation of people. Um, At least all the millennials, like the 90s kids, like we all know, most of us who know this song, I can almost guarantee you know it from Jessica before Berlin. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I'm a huge movie buff, so I heard a a lot about Top Gun, but I didn't even remember that these were, that was connected. Like I didn't even think of that. If someone said Top Gun, I would think like, oh, Tom Cruise, you know? So yeah, I remember being in a store one time with my friend and this came on the original version and she was like, oh, weird, isn't this Jessica? Simpson and I was like you're damn right it is but absolutely what do you mean you should have just said nothing it's just that's what i do when people say angels i never mention it's a robbie williams cover i'm like oh yeah it's her song it just (laughs) that song just fits her like a glove you know and this one does Mm -hmm. too i like angels more but but this one i agree yes angels is better of the covers but i like take my breath away i i i'm not um as uh aggressively against it as you are leah (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't be against it if it was just on the reissue yeah but the fact that it was a, not just was it a single, but she made such a big deal out of it. She was on so many shows and like I heard yeah. that, that it damn was heavily story. promoted. Heavily promoted. And I'm like, girl, put your back into it when it comes to one of these other songs. <laughs> But it did well. It was a top five hit at radio and a top 20 hit on Billboard. So good for Jess. You know what? For it being a cover and for it being not the biggest radio hit you can imagine, it did chart really well. Yeah, absolutely. Like, exactly. It's not like it's the most radio friendly song and it's a cover and it's a cover of like a big song. So like those don't usually do that well, but 
I don't know. Right. Respectable. It performed respectably for sure. And uh, what do you guys think of the, the music video, Jessica in the Desert? So cute. Love. Yeah. Simple, cute. Like the song. I like the how she's like watching take my breath away moments for other people. Like when the woman feels like the baby kick and she's just sitting there watching them at the diner. So cute. And they're like the people, the old couple dancing. Like, I don't know. It's just like her watching other people's love stories driving through the desert. Simple, cute. Yeah, yeah like I'm, I agree. I don't have too big of an opinion on it, but it's it's um easy on the eyes. That's what I like to say about this video. It's very easy on the eyes. It's nice to watch. You smile. It's cute. It's fun. It's not trailblazing, but it's cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love the shots of her in the car. Oh, and and just the her standing in front of the car, like just when she like has just like is feeling herself. Like I love it. Yeah. And did you guys hear how, like, they were going to do a video with Nick and it yes. was going to be, like, kind of Top Gun, but not – she was like, he's not going to wear the uniform. I was like, okay. <laughs> Honestly, thank God that no Nick affiliations happened on this album. That's all I'm going to say. I know. He's not on it at all, right? I was wondering why because he – um, I mean, I really love Forever in Your Eyes, which he co-wrote, you know. I so. love that song. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> I mean – Look, look, he can write a song. He can write a cheesy ass pop yeah. ballad, right? He, he can do that. You are my everything. I mean, God bless because, I mean, I talked about this before on the podcast. That little clip of Jessica as the waitress, like, oh, gets my heart every time. Yeah, and yeah, she looks great in this video too, I have to say. Like, I love the minimalistic makeup they did on her. Really cute. Okay, so you guys, listen, I have to bring something up a little uncomfortable, but this is the song that it happened in. So I'm going to do it. Okay. The viral TikTok of her belting the song, and mm. I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. What are our opinions? We have to acknowledge it, and then we can move on. Okay, so to be honest, I don't remember which performance they clipped it from. What was it? It was from the Variety Special, Nick and Jessica. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I talked about this with With You. Like, I think she was experimenting with her vocals mm -hmm. during this time. There's a lot of performances of With You that I don't like, and I put a little clip in it on the last one because sometimes, like, I totally get her experimenting. I think sometimes she sung it a little bit more country. Sometimes, you know, um, she sung it more in, like, a baby voice or something like that. But it's unfortunate <sighs> I mean, she has flubs when she sings just like she has flubs in life, right? And that's one of the things that makes her so relatable. Like, of course, not every performance is going to be perfect. I'm a huge Britney fan. So, like, I acknowledge that a lot of Britney live performances yeah. wouldn't win American Idol, but that doesn't make me love her any For less, sure. you know? So, I, I feel the same way about Jessica. And she's singing live, like, without a backing track. Like, it's not like a lot of the other artists where it's like, even if it's halfway live, it's like they have a track under them. Like, it's just her. Yeah. I I agree i agree i just i feel like i don't know the public perception are using like those few performances as like oh let me get some clicks here let me let me get some retweets yeah. here and i just it's, i find it really unfortunate but she's had more than enough live performances where she kills it that that should be right. enough and we need to start spreading those around right well people love to take down gorgeous successful women you know yeah yep so they definitely tried to do it with Jess, but I mean, listen, and, and, and the funny thing is to me is like, they're not even that crazy at performances, but I just <laughs> feel like, you know, people can take a five seconds of any clip and make it, you know what I mean? It's just, but I think you're so right. Jessica was very experimental with her voice, especially in this era. I find she was experimenting quite a bit with her sound, like whether it was a baby voice or whether it was a little bit more of a scratch or whether it was a little bit more of a, of a belt, like she was mm -hmm. experimenting quite a lot and finding what worked best, which I think actually ended up 
being when she was singing for either like a song like With You or like even her country record. Like her vocals were just amazing because I feel like she had finally found the way she, that she can sing and still be experimental but have it still sound like Jessica. Yeah, and I think that she also did a lot of like, during this era, a lot of like more jazzy vocal renditions. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes what she was doing with her voice didn't necessarily match the arrangement. Like the jewel performance, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Who will save your soul? Like that type of experimenting doesn't always work. But hey, you know, as an artist, you got to take your chances. Something that I always appreciated about Jessica and her vocals, because she always sings live, right? So mm -hmm. she takes chances. She doesn't always like to play it safe, which I love. I'm trying to bust. I'm trying to come. Oh, you know, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to bust. I'm trying to come. <laughs> it's funny, it's, but it's iconic still in its own right. So you know mm -hmm. what, Jessica? Thank you. Yep, we're sitting here talking about it, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> well, that's the thing, too, is, like, would it have been better if every single performance of all these songs was the same? Well, that's the thing. You don't get the iconic moments. Right. Yeah, it's like she's an artist, and she wants to play around, and I actually love the comfort because I think a lot of people would be scared to experiment like that, especially when it's live, and you can't go back, and you can't do it again, and all that kind of stuff, and she mm -hmm. didn't have that, and you know what? Some of the performances are show-stopping, and some of them, if that was the only time I saw her, I'd be like, eh know about yeah. her voice but that's okay because she had the confidence to even do that which i love i agree mm -hmm. so we are moving on to number four my way home Ooh. i freaking love this song what do you guys think about it me too always mm -hmm. loved it i love the melody and the violin i'm a sucker for a violin in a song oh. and i love the usage of it in this track for sure could have been a single should have been a single sing the long note for us <laughs> sing the <laughs> hold that note for us michael i don't think anybody <laughs> wants to hear that <laughs> I don't even know how long that, that note is, like 20 seconds at least. And then she like keeps going. And then she holds it even longer on the reality tour. Like she even extends it even more live. Well, I actually didn't do a segment in the first part where I read the album reviews because a lot of them are really bad. Oh? I just didn't want to be negative, and I was like, yeah. screw you guys. Yeah, one reviewer brought up, I don't remember what he said, but he he said when she holds that note, he's like, for some reason, she wants to hold this note for 15 seconds, and it's terrible. And I was like, oh my God. I curse you and your children, sir. I feel like I've never read a positive album review, though. They're, they're always so fucking negative. Always, except for these days. These days, they've gotten a lot better. Even Mariah Carey recently said that Caution was her best-reviewed album ever, and she was just like, but it's funny because as much as I appreciate the good reviews, I also think that back in the days, people thrived on being hateful and yeah. being mean, and nowadays, people are a lot more easier to please and just like to enjoy the music, and I totally see that. Every yeah. script got terrible reviews like come on bitch yeah i think that also a lot of the reviews were entertainment in themselves like people felt pressure to poke fun at these women to exactly. you know sell papers and you know or... it was all straight white men too for sure of course what do you know about everything she's singing about the demise mm -hmm. of our society sorry uh, yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so this song 
is actually Middle Eastern inspired. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably why I love it. I mean, I, I'm my background is Moroccan, so that's North African, but it's North North African is very similar to like Middle Eastern vibes. It reminds me of the type of music that like I would hear just growing up. Like my grandparents and stuff always played like Arabic music or like Hebrew music with us in the house, and they have that kind of instrumental vibe to it. And I totally always heard it in the song. Probably it's probably a subconsciously why I really gravitated towards it when I was very young. Like when I first had the CD, this was one of those songs that I loved and would always replay and Forbidden Fruit. <clears throat> and even yeah. though it has a different sound, it still matches the rest of the album seamlessly. Like it doesn't like stick out even though it has Moroccan vibes to it. Sticks out in a positive way. Yeah. True, yeah. That's actually a really good point. It's different yet cohesive. Um, mm -hmm. Speaking of stripped. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I mean, nobody, no other pop girl was doing this, like bringing this kind of... Uh... Well, Mandy Moore had a Middle Eastern moment on oh! her third album. In my pocket. <laughs> in my pocket, justice for In My Pocket. Um, I do like that song. And the video. And there was another song on the record, which I can't remember for the life of me. Hold on. You know what? I have to find the name right now. So all the listeners are going to want to hear this song because they're going to love it. You're right. Justice for Mandy Moore's music career, by the way. Justice. What was this one called? It was You Remind Me. You Remind Me was the name of the song. It was number two on the Mandy Moore album. A, a lot of her album had Emilio Estefan like producing and stuff, so that's why it had that vibe. But Mandy and Jessica, they were always in the shadow of Britney and Christina, yet arguably more experimental. I don't know. So I, I'll correct my statement. Most of the pop girls were not doing this. <laughs> but I love <laughs> I love Jessica's vulnerability here because the sound is a little bit edgy compared to like other pop of the time. But her her lyrics are so sweet and they're so they're kind of like cheesy, but because it's her, it doesn't sound cheesy. It's earnest and authentic. You know, she says he can take me to heaven. If your friend came to you and said, He takes me to heaven, I'd be like shut up but yeah. <laughs> Jessica <laughs> Jessica's sincere about stuff like that um, and I love when she says I just want to break down and cry and laugh and hug and kiss like, she's I, like just, that part too. I love love that part oh my god I love and I love how again like she's serving those breathy vocals but not in like a like not in an annoying way at all I'm just a fan of this song and maybe I mean, if the notes scared them into releasing it, they could have taken it out in the radio edit, girl, because it should have been a single. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I love that, that note. And it's very Jessica. Like she needs those moments, you know, she likes to, she likes to belt. And yes, you know, I think a lot of her critics do say, why does she over sing? Why does she over sing? And it's like, well, maybe it's because she, she was can. forced to be like this other person. And I mean, I think that's why Christina over sang too, because Christina was like, look at me. I have something different than Britney. I can do yeah. this. Like, please listen to me, you know? And I think it's Jessica was the same way. Yeah, I agree. I totally see that. So we have number four, another iconic song that was underappreciated of its time. Sweetest Sin. It's so good. Yes. Where do I even start? I'll start with the video actually for this song because hot. I think the video is be yeah hot and beautifully shot. It always makes me think of the Newlyweds episode where Nick loses his shit watching it. <laughs> he realizes that my stuff sucks. <laughs> Nick is like, wow, I'm trash. I know. <laughs> but like, I mean, like, listen, facts. This video was beautiful. The song itself, I can't sit here and pretend like I don't roll my eyes when I hear it. And I'm going to tell you why. I think it's a beautiful song, but because I know it's about her virginity and losing her virginity, it's like, girls, like, we get the marketing thing that was 
was going on in the time. However, love the actual melody of the song and her vocals. She's serving. But for me, this song, it's the video that stands out. Beautiful. Yes. Derek, what do you think? Um, I definitely think I liked it when I was younger and would daydream about sex that I wasn't having. So, like, now that I'm <laughs> having sex, it's like, uh, the song is, it's good, but it's, I don't have, like, that, like, yearning anymore that's described in the song, but I, I still enjoy it. I wish I did. Please. <laughs> some of us are single, <laughs> and some of us relate still. <laughs> I wish I had that feeling again because, like, like I've been single for three years. The feeling that she's thinking about, I've only ever felt with one situation that I had. I'm still holding on hope that that'll happen again, but... Um, it will. It will. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But it's, de- it's very poetic, and I think the only reason I roll my eyes to it, again, is just because of the whole, like, it was quite, it was so obviously released as the first single because everyone knew she got married and they wanted to use the fact that she lost her virginity to promote it. Yeah. That's the thought that went into it because if that wasn't the thought that went into it, they would have released With You as the first single. Of course, of course. Yeah, I mean, With You is like the perfect perfect first single you have to remember i mean not that today isn't but like back then especially was like the era of the pervert i mean this is yeah, when yeah. mary kate and ashley they had those like countdowns to when they would turn 18 you know oh, what i mean God, crazy but uh i also like i hate the fact that you know she didn't write this and it was the first single and again there were so many great songs that she wrote that they could have used instead but i do love um the live performances of this song she really like again like even though maybe it wasn't her favorite song on the album she sold it yeah it's still a beautiful song like don't get me wrong it's a great song she did what she had to do with it and she created something amazing in her history of music with it for sure and visually yeah definitely visually i agree the video definitely takes it to the next level what do we feel about the video derek i just wish uh nick wasn't in it but i don't know about it so like i'm like hmm, there's a feeling there i know but honestly we could just pretend he was like the male model or something true Let's talk about I Have Loved You. So good. Favorite, top five favorite Jessica songs. Um, Top three on this album. Yeah, for me. Yeah. Yeah. Very big one for me. Why? I love the melody. I love her vocals. But I I particularly just, I I love the melody of the chorus. The if I never Mm -hmm. see your face. I love that. I just think it's so pretty. And it's just so like. It is. I'm frolicking through a field and the wind is blowing through my hair and I feel ethereal. I just feel like I'm in like a perfect pink and blue and purple cotton candy like sunset. That's just like what it gives me. Yep. So I just I love it. Should have been a single. Um, If they were if they wanted to do the love ballad for the single, this would have been a way better choice and take my breath away. And she did perform it a few times on some shows I saw. So like Mm -hmm. maybe that was a thought that they were gonna do but um they decided to promote the christmas album instead but yeah (laughs) you know everybody makes choices everyone makes choices (laughs) yes i love the song i think it's so theatrical the lyrics are so visual you know i mean right off the bat remember that blue crystal sky the sun reflected in your eyes it's it's just so visual and you feel like you're there with her and i love the turn too that it takes you know when she says um Life never asks you what you want. It's just going to have its way. Sometimes it doesn't give like it takes. I love that lyric. Same. 
Yeah, it's beautiful. And I just love the whole concept of this song. Like, no matter what happens, please always remember that I loved you. Even though it's clearly a romantic song and at the time she wasn't thinking she was going to divorce Nick or anything like that, I think this is actually an amazing, like, breakup song. Yeah. If you're if you're separating from someone and you're like, I love you, we just can't be together, like, just please always know that I loved you. This is not like a terrible breakup where I hate you forever and don't ever think my name or, and, you know, it's like, I love you. It's just not the right thing. And I think that is, um, you know, how she says, like, fate turns cruel and all that kind of stuff. And like that lyric I just mentioned, life never asks you what you want. It's just going to have its way. Like, sometimes you get dealt a relationship that isn't the ideal relationship and it can't last forever but that doesn't mean that you didn't really have true love you know 100 100 very it's very real but it's such a true sentiment it's like just know that no matter what happens my love for you was true and this was real and a lot of people feel that she conveyed it so passionately in her vocal delivery for this song i think it's just such a big highlight a huge highlight and a criminally underrated track on the album and this is one of the ones that she did not write so i completely understand though why she would choose this to to include with all these songs because it really does fit in with the rest of it and it's it's just so good i mean she's lucky that like someone another one of the pop girls didn't get it you know what i mean oh yeah for sure and i love how i mean we'll get into the reality tour but i love how when she sings this um on the dvd she dedicates it to the troops i hadn't seen it in a while And when she said, I'm going to dedicate this song, I thought she was going to say, obviously, my husband is backstage, you know, or whatever. And she dedicated it to the troops and their families because, you know, when you're married to someone and then they they go off, it's like, no matter what happens, like, I'll always love you. It's so, so thoughtful, I think, of her to, to pick this song to dedicate to them. Yeah, I think it really is a good song for the military because when she's like, don't think I'll write another letter. Like, that's the only way of communication. I mean, maybe it's different now, but when I was deployed, I don't even know if you can have a a smartphone when you're deployed now, but, like, we didn't even have them back then. Letters is all we had. So especially in 2004, when she was singing this, letters were definitely all they had. So I just think when she dedicates it to the troops and then when she starts it and that's one of the the lyrics in the songs i don't know it just really ties it together and makes it even more beautiful on the reality tour yeah that was very touching and i don't even know many people or anything like that were um part of the iraq war but it still like pulled on my heart a little bit so <clears throat> michael we have our next song go ahead this is my favorite jessica simpson song like ever not maybe may, maybe i think i'm in love with you is my number one favorite and this is right after that but my favorite on the album i what what i hear it i hear it what are we saying <laughs> no i was just i, I said gay but yeah, I'm gay. Gay. <laughs> I, this is me screaming. I'm gay. This song, I can't believe it's the gayest song on the album. Yes, how, how, <laughs> and I love it. Did she not release this as a single with a video? I don't know what. Ooh, it would have been number one on the dance charts for sure. The gays would have ate this shit up. They would have ate this shit up. It would have been p- played at pride parades today. Yeah. It would. It would have had a. It's. It's not yeah. right, but it's okay. Moment, Whitney fruit. Houston. Fruit. We're fruits. Oh my god! It's such a good. <laughs> I don't know. It should. I cannot believe they didn't release it. But I love this song. I love a. It's. It gives me. I want to be bad. Willa Ford. It gives me dirty pop, and I love it. I can see that. 
Oh, that was way better than that Willa Ford song. Oh, no, no, of course, of course. But, like, you know how it kind of has that, like, bad girl pop, a little mm-hmm. bit darker, but still bubblegum? I don't know how to put it into the right words, but I love the song. Every time I hear it, that, like, nasty, it's like, yes! Like, literally slay my soul. And it does so every single time. And until I see someone voguing to this in drag <laughs> or any type you of I, I, I can't pull it off. I can't. <laughs> I just can't. And I wouldn't be doing the song any justice. I need a real <laughs> queen to give the song the justice it deserves. And I'm waiting for it. RuPaul, if you're listening, please. This is a lipstick yeah, battle they- track. Yes. Yeah. And those are my feelings on Forbidden Fruit and Scene. But like, gosh, so good. Okay. First of all, I don't want to hear you putting yourself down like that, saying you couldn't do this justice. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like, you know, you have to have the right amount of... <laughs> of a flair and stage presence to pull up a song like this so i I, i'll leave it for the real queens to do (laughs) well you need to get a custom-made pink dress like from the tour and a solid blonde wig like then you know what maybe i would be able to rock it (laughs) that dress is is my favorite thing she's ever worn i I, i have jessica newlywed style on this like we are trying to find out who made that dress like i would pay a lot she uh if i dig through all my magazine clippings maybe i could find it but she said who made it it was custom but it was like a designer well Um, probably someone who did the wardrobe for the tour i'm gonna assume right so if we look at interviews around 2004 reality tour promo i'm sure we can figure it out i'm not surprised that it's custom because a lot more of her iconic outfits like you can kind of easily find who made them and you know she wears a lot of the same designers over and over again but this i couldn't find and i would think this would be something that was like front and center easy to access but if i was doing a special performance or something as myself i probably would like take pictures to a seamstress or something and ask for something similar to this the cut of the dress Mm -hmm. sexy it's so perfect and it i just love all the layers and how it's like a, it looks a little bit torn but it also looks fancy at the same time 100 mm-hmm. it's very just you know what it would look good as if it was white and then rainbow down like rainbow layers that would be cute but her the pink version is like perfect but also like if she ever performed at Pride, she should get that dress, recreate it, and have, like, rainbow oh, down it. So good. Ooh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I wish she would acknowledge Pride because Ashley posted about Pride the other day. I was like, yes. Well, in open books, she was, like, when she was talking about that girl bullying her, she was like, it doesn't matter if you're gay or whatever. And then I forget <laughs> what else she said, but I was like, oh, she gave a shout-out to the gays. <laughs> Thank oh, God. That. Because that girl was calling her a dyke since she relayed to her in confidence that she had been molested by the girl and then the girl spinned it and called her a dyke because of it. And then she was like, listen. You're being bullied, whether it's because you're gay or someone decides they don't like something about you. Let me be the Lisa who says, I see you. You are perfectly made. She's damn right. Facts. So, yeah, this song I love toward the end, the high note that she does when she goes, if you swear to me. Yes. Oh. <laughs> if you taste this food, oh, I need to jam now. 
Yeah. They're about to make me dance. When she says, I dance for you, let you come within, yeah. I'm like, ooh, shit. Yeah. This is actually, like, <laughs> this is, like, more sexual than Sweetest Sin. It's kind of like the sister song mm-hmm. to that, though, because I like when she says, if you swear to me that it ain't no sin, because I feel like that's so, that's so Jessica, you know, like, it just kind of ties in with her whole thing. It really does, actually. That's a really good observation. I never thought about that. Yeah. Well, okay. I think that we can move on to the next song, Every Day See You. So um, this song, I think, is criminally underrated. I love her vocal performance. In fact, one time I was playing this um, album in the car with somebody who didn't, like, dislike Jessica or anything, but they just were never interested in her. And this was, like, recent. When this song came on, they were like, oh, my God, she sounds really good. And I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. this was a long time ago. She's she's always sounded this good. I just think this song is very creative. I think it's very dreamy. It doesn't really sound like anything else that any of the other pop girls are do we're doing i mean michael check me if i if i'm lying <laughs> no 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 this one <laughs> <laughs> i love the concept of the lyrics too you know the way that she's saying like it's kind of like goes along with i have loved you like she's saying like sometimes life just sucks but like it doesn't matter because every day i come home to you and i get to see you every day so really i have everything it, it doesn't matter what else happens in my life Yeah, it definitely has the same energy as I Have Loved You vocally, um, sonically. Very, very pretty song. Um, It's very much one of those songs that I don't think it would have been a single, but it's a very nice just song on the album. Um, Great vocal delivery, very nice lyrics. Um, Yeah, no, nothing negative to say about it on my end, for sure. It's my least favorite on the album. Oh, this is your least favorite. Interesting. This is my least favorite on the album. It's probably probably my second least favorite Jessica song in general. My least favorite is Boy and then probably Everyday oh God, See I You. Love, I love Boy. Oh my God. <laughs> the Shade. But... I like Boy too. Me and this boy breaking my heart, taking my money, tearing me apart. What? You don't like that song? I think it might be for personal reasons because at the time, one of my best friends in high school was dating this dude and we all just called him Boy. Like, that was his nickname and I hated him. And Association's rough. Yeah, Association's just kind of killed it for me. But this song, Everyday See You, I mean, I don't mind it. It's just definitely my least favorite on the album and... I don't even know, like, okay, maybe she was seeing Nick every day for two months, but on Newlyweds, she clearly, like, was gone most of the time working, so, like, it doesn't feel too genuine to me, like, maybe she was seeing him every day when she wrote it, but also, I'm just, like, not the type of person that can relate to wanting to see somebody every day, like, I like my my own space, and, like, even if my, my boyfriend is here, he knows that, like, I need, maybe I'll go in the bedroom by myself, or, you know, I just... Seeing somebody every day doesn't, like, excite me, (laughs) I guess. But it's an okay song, and that's my my feelings there. Well, okay, so I'm an Aries, so I'm super, super, super independent. I was actually talking about this on part one, about how, like, there were some things about intimacy that I was like, "Mm, I don't know if that's for me. So to me, like, this song has even more meaning because I feel like if I feel this way about you, whew, you are goddamn special and you better feel very lucky because I do not need most people. Like I am good. So like, so if I do feel this way about you, then, then it's a big deal. And so I guess the song kind of makes me emotional because I think like when you do find that it's, it's really magical, but I do understand how some people just like, not that you don't have that with your boyfriend. I think some people just are like what you're saying. Like I, I dated somebody like that too, who was like, I love you so much 
much, but I'm just going to go sit on the couch. Um, you know what I mean? Like alone. And I was like, okay. However, though, I think that this song, because I'm such a stan of so many musicians and, and pop stars, to me, this song can kind of double as a song about a band or um, a musician. I think sometimes, especially like when you are single or, you know, if you've gone through anything else where like you've had people leave you or people betray you or whatever, I feel like my love for music sometimes is kind of like a shield for the outside world. So it's like whatever I'm going through, like even when the day is horrible, you know, and then I get into my car and I can put on any of these people that we're talking about, right? Like Jessica, Ashley, Christina, Brittany. I love I love so many different bands and everything. So I kind of relate to it in that way too. 100%. Okay. That's like taking the I like that. Well, my music is also my shield to the world. Mm-hmm. I love that analogy, actually. Every day I see you, I can say that about my girls, you know? Like the fact that I know I see them every single day, I hear them every single day. It's that feeling of comfort. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I I, I, I like the song. I, I always liked it. I like I don't love it, but I, I do like it. Yeah. Uh, I... Maybe I was <laughs> taking it too literally because now you guys are making me want to like try to listen to it from a different perspective. Think about perspective. it from a different perspective. It's, you know, maybe there's just some, at the end of the day, music is what you interpret, right? So you create your own interpretation with it and then you create a different relationship with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of standing, it kind of reminds me of how and when Eminem heard that Dido song, he interpreted it as a song about like a fan mm-hmm. because she says, you know, your picture on my wallet reminds me that it's not so bad. I mean, I can't I know you guys agree. I can't tell you how many times I've been having a bad day and I turn on newlyweds and just see Jessica like smiling and laughing or whatever. And I'm just like, oh, there's goodness in this world. <laughs> 100%, yeah. 100%. So next we have the ballad underneath. Uh, perfect song to add to your playlist when you're taking a walk like uh, I just love listening to it like in my headphones like just that being the only sound of being like alone just I don't know it feels like you're floating when you're like listening to it on a walk I just it take it's like an experience this song like I really really love this song yeah I, I haven't thought about listening to it on a walk but that's actually a really good point I'm gonna try that what about you Michael <sighs> okay Right? Okay. <laughs> now I'm about to fight you. No, so listen, right? So remember how I told you that when I was younger, there were a few songs that I would always skip. This was one of those songs. This song and the song right after this. So do not castrate me if I upset some of you. But I just didn't get into it as a kid. It was not, it just wasn't like a sing along type song. As an adult, I have listened to the lyrics and I think it's cute. Can I just be so honest? I do think it's filler. That's my opinion. You don't have to agree, but I think it's filler. Okay, now start. Throw the torches. Let's go. Okay, but I'm sorry. It is a fact, though, that it isn't. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> in, in a textbook, it says that there's a fact that it isn't. <laughs> Listen, at least I didn't hate on with you, Derek. <clears throat> I didn't hate on it. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, well, I love... I love the song. I think that a lot of people could look at Nick and Jessica, especially because it didn't last very long. And I think they did look at it and say when they saw them arguing and stuff like that. And when they saw that Jessica, I mean, a lot of people just boiled it down to Jessica's dumb, but she's super hot. So he's trying to put up with her basically so he could sleep with her and have a hot trophy wife. wife. I think a lot of people um, had that perspective. And um, when you listen to the lyrics that they wrote for each other, I think that that is clearly not true. And uh, I think it shows that 
you can have a really deep love for somebody that is just wrong for you. Like, yeah. you, you, yeah. you know, they were together for almost eight years. Like, that's so long. It is. It is a long time. I think because the marriage was shorter. People like people yeah. always for some reason disregard the time before people were married, even if they were dating for a really long time. People don't usually count that, which I think is so silly. It's so silly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think. Uh, but this song, you know, even if you take the literal like Nick and Jessica out of it. It's a song about somebody waiting for you, you know, and Nick, it's like literally waiting because he waited to get the chance to sleep with her. But in general, like you can make somebody wait for you in a lot of different ways, whether you're emotionally unavailable or whether it is a physical thing. And I think that, you know, she wrote this about the break that they took, which was imposed by her I've always thought you know I've always said on this podcast too I think that was very mature for her to take a step back from him and say I'm so much younger than you I've seen so much less of life and I need to just like date and see who's out there because you swept me off my feet and who knows if this is the right thing for me and even though the marriage didn't work out I think that the break that they took helped her more confidently step into the marriage and into womanhood and it it wouldn't have she wouldn't be the person that she became you know 100% yeah, without that. So the lyrics are so passionate and her vocal performance is so, so, so passionate. Mm-hmm. Even just the lyric underneath, I can feel you move through me. Like that is a deep emotional lyric and she sells she sells it completely. Like if you're the biggest cynic in the world, I think you can still listen to this and be like, wow, <laughs> you know, like this woman is in love, honey. Yeah, I breathe you like I'm taking my last breath. I'm just yeah. not in love. I haven't felt love in a while. And I just feel like this this song is very over the top. I'm in love that it's almost like I can't even like kind of relate to it right now. So maybe if I had that feeling, I maybe feel, feel different about it. But Aww. since I don't, I just listen to it with superficial ears and just how it's done. <laughs> and um, I can see that. Yeah. And to, <laughs> to me, and, um, you know, I just, to me, it falls a little flat just in comparison to the rest of the album. But that is my opinion. Well, Michael, I'm going to pl- ask the DJ to play this at your wedding. Okay, you know what? <laughs> and then we'll see. And then you can come up during my first dance with my currently non-existent husband and be like, I told you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, he exists somewhere and he's waiting for you. He just Maybe he's it. listening right now. Hi. <sighs> Oh my god, wait, what if you make a love connection from my podcast and I'm responsible for it? And, hey, we talked about visualization. Come on, baby. <gasps> That'd be everything. I <laughs> I would love it. I, I'm, I'll support, I'll tell you what, I'll become an underneath stan if this happens. <laughs> oh my god, let's go. I'm going to visualize it right now. Hey, New York, that's where all the cute guys are, so bring them to me. Oh, facts. Um <laughs> I love the second verse too. She when she says, "Sometimes I listen to a voice that isn't mine, and I disconnect from everything inside." That oh, I think that is so true because like we all have that noise in our head. We all have that like BS critic or whatever in our head that affects our choices and decisions sometimes. And even though I think that her decision was really mature to take a break from him, um, I could understand how if she's saying, "I made a mistake because I wasted all of this time that I could have been with you," I totally understand how she can like attribute it to that noise that you know we all have. For sure, yeah. So, oh, and she also says, by hands I trust, my love is risen, which I think I love the way that like she can put in these little hints to her faith and religion without it being overtly like this is a religious song, you know what I mean? But she obviously ties a lot of how she feels about romance and stuff like that to how she feels about God. And she's just talented. Like she, (laughs) I just love her. I'm not religious, but yeah, I don't find her like sometimes it can come across like cheesy when like 
devout Christians do it or like an act, but with her, it's just really natural and endearing and you can tell it's real. Oh, it's so real. And she's also not preachy. Like you can tell that Mm -hmm. she's fine with people believing whatever they want to believe, but she feels sure about the things that she believes too. And she can like coexist with people. Like she can, she can very clearly, she's one of the best people in the world at this, I think that I've ever seen. She can very clearly compel you to like pay attention to what she's saying and to get something out of it. But there's no preachiness at all. Like I've never felt like if I was in the same room as her, she would be like, well, you really should look at the Bible or something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Even reading her book when she was like going really spiritual about a lot of things, it still didn't feel too preachy. It just felt like she was being true to herself. And that was it. Yep, totally agree. So next we have the song that she wrote for her father. It's called You Don't Have to Let Go. Derek, what do you think of this one? I think it's beautiful and like one of the almost bring a tear to your eye moments of the reality tour. Um, It's just that type of song on the album, like the one that if you're going to cry, you're going to cry to that one. I would like to know what her perspective now is, Mm kind of since her relationship with Joe has changed so much. I would like to know kind of what her opinion on the song. And I mean, she had Joe marry her with with Eric. So I don't know. It just kind of seems like she went from being such like a daddy's girl to that relationship kind of being him kind of sabotaging it a little bit and then her shifting to more of a mama's girl. So maybe when she releases new music, she'll have like a mama's girl anthem, which would probably be a bop. So I don't know. I still love the song and I... I still listen to it. I think it's beautiful, but I think that maybe her thoughts on the lyrics might have changed. That's a good point, actually. I would love to uh, to ask her about that when she's a guest. Um, Michael, <laughs> what do you think? She's gonna say no questions about under or no questions about you. Don't have to let go. <sighs> that would happen, right? No, I, I feel like we're gonna get that out of her. Um, this is a song that, um, like, so as a kid, I would skip this song because it didn't entice me as a child. But I will say, as an adult re-listening to the album, definitely a very beautiful song lyrically, vocally. Um, I'm always a sucker for any mother, daughter, father, daughter, father, son, just child, mother moment. I've always been a sucker for that. Even Camila Cabello, who I don't even really like, has a song on her her newest. I don't, I'm not a fan. (laughs) Wow, that little ugh said a lot. I'm not not a stan, but I saw her performance at the Grammys last year, and it was a song about her father, and it, it definitely pulled on my heartstrings. Anytime I have a moment like that, no matter the relationship, it's just... You know, it reminds you of you and your own family. And, and um, you know, I love my father very, very much. So I love those types of moments. Um, yeah, a very nice song on the album. And, yeah, I don't have too much to say about it. it, it, it I like what it, it what it is. A song on the album and a nice song. You know what I mean? Yes. So this song is an, is one, like, I'm with you, Michael. I, when I was younger, I didn't really care. It's not that I didn't like it. I just didn't really care about this song. Like, exactly. I it was probably the one I was the most likely to skip um, just because I was like, oh, this song is really deep and dramatic and I don't know if I'm in like the mood for that right now. Yeah. But now that I'm older, so my dad is very, 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 very old school, classic Italian man. Like if you were casting somebody in a movie to play that, it would be him. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so he always had this fear like he's 
scared that even though he he doesn't support me, but he's afraid that after he dies, like I won't be okay, you know, and, and he just wants to make sure that I'm set and I have a ton of money and I have right. everything I need and I'm married by the time he dies and I'm all set, you know, because he's like, I, I'm going to be so worried about you and all that kind of stuff. He probably support, you know, Italian, uh, he probably supported me for longer than like a lot of, you know, kids do get supported into, you know, my 20s and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the past few years, I've started doing pretty well. And I don't really need anything from him when it comes to finances. So like, he's, like I said, very old school. And so even though as much as he has always wanted me to be 100% okay, within that area, and in other areas as well, now that I am, he feels useless. And he feels like, oh, you don't need me anymore. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes he'll get into a mood and he'll say something like that. And so I'm just like, well, which one is it? Like, are you happy that I'm all set? Or are you not happy that I'm all set? You know what I mean? And so sometimes I like will purposefully involve him in something that I really wouldn't. And I don't need him to. It's because I know that it makes him feel good to do that. Because that era and that nationality is like, that's what a man is. You provide. And if you don't, then you're scum. And if you do, you don't have to provide anything else. You're good, you know? So our relationship has started to get a lot better, probably because I don't need him for like these traditional things. So, you know, we've been able to relate on other levels. And so that's my long-winded personal story of why I now get this song so hard. It's a totally different situation. If you think about Jessica with her dad, I mean, it's completely different circumstances, but the emotion and the basic point of the song, if you just read the lyrics, it can like completely apply to what I just said as well. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So me having that experience and now listening to the song and, and reading the lyrics, I'm like, this is a brilliant song. And I didn't realize how brilliant it was until um, I kind of put it in the perspective of my own life. The production on this is very, very simple. I used to think it was kind of like too bare and almost sounded unfinished. But now I appreciate that aspect of it as well. And I agree with you, Derek, when she sings this on the reality tour, it's very, very hard to, to keep it together. You feel like Joe in that moment, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. On the on the DVD, she goes, he's probably backstage boohooing. And I'm like, same, though. <laughs> yeah. Definitely one of those moments. I, I do love that performance in the reality tour, I have to say. It's, it's, an, it's a very beautiful song and very personal, which is what this album was. Yes. And I'm really happy that she shared this with us. And piggybacking on what you said about what does she think about the song now, you know, practice what you preach. Yep. Yep. The whole. <laughs> but you know what? I really respect Joe because she wrote in her book how she was afraid to play Practice What You Preach for him because she thought it would just devastate him. And I'm sure it did. But the fact that, you know, he heard it and then he said to her, this is the best thing that you've ever written. He was able to recognize the skill and the talent in the song and, and how much she was she was revealing herself. He easily could have been like, this is trash, but he appreciated her as the artist. Yeah, and, and, you know, in life, when you're write, a songwriter or recording artist, anything, you know, you're, whatever you're going through in your life at that time is going to be what reflects your music. And that's one of my favorite things about Jessica's songwriting is that it's always been very autobiographical, I find. With this song, on to practice what you preach, you know, it's just the subject matter. She, she's not afraid to touch on the touchy subjects. I can appreciate that as a fan. Right. She's not afraid to bear her soul, and she's also not afraid to announce that she has to poop. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have number 11, Loving You. 
great track i think yeah i'm gonna start and say something very short and sweet because i know how dare that derek is a favorite of his so i'll let you be the queen here but for me i just think that it's a great song um a highlight on the album for me always loved the song hadn't heard it in a while and when i was re-listening for this podcast i played it and it was one of those moments where it was like oh my god this song and just gave me all those euphoric feels I love a good mid-tempo moment. Like it's not too, um, it's not too high tempo, but it still is a little bit more upbeat than the songs that were prior. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I love the song. Melodically strong, lyrically so- strong, uh, vocally strong. Derek, you take it away, baby. Uh, it's my favorite non-single from this album. I think it's like what Sweetest Sin wishes it was. Like it's like, uh, it just makes me feel like kind of like sexual and if i'm listening to it in the like shower bath i'll like i don't know it just makes me want to dance and be sexual and like the lyrics are like yeah love me like the rain loves the wait i'm saying that completely wrong (laughs) it's love me like the rainbow loves the light love me like the and then love me like the or kiss me like the raindrops kiss the sky Mm -hmm. i don't know i love those lyrics and it's just even in the reality tour, you can tell she's, like, so into it. And then she yes. holds that note upside down. It's just, like, ugh, the best. Yes, I love that she gets on the floor. We uh-huh. love a floor moment. Yeah, I think that that performance made me love this song more because she's mm-hmm. just so into it. You can tell how much she loves the song and how much she put into the writing of this song. Um, and I like that it's a little bit funkier than the rest of the album. It's different. It's its own moment. This song always kind of surprises me because I feel like I get so wrapped up in the rest of the album. The few songs before this are like very dramatic and I'm very into them. And then this comes on and I'm like, (laughs) oh yeah, this song is on this album. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like a surprise later on in the Mm -hmm. album because I feel like this is a song that maybe would be placed earlier by some other people maybe. And I also love, I was going to bring up those lyrics um, if you didn't the um, love me like the rainbow loves the light because I love how much she brings up forces of nature on this album yeah every time she talks about it I get a picture in my mind this is a very sensual song but a lot of the lyrics again are like very earnest and almost cheesy by another artist it would be like okay but with her with the instrumentation of the song it just works so well do you know what this song reminds me of especially with that rainbow lyric Mm. is even though she didn't write it is do you know by Dolly Parton, like when she's like, I could soar the heavens, gathering shooting stars, place them in a bouquet in a rainbow studded jar. Like maybe it's just the rainbow lyrics, but I don't know, just the tone of the song seemed to really match to me, even though Dolly wrote Do You Know and Jessica wrote this one. Oh, wow. That's a good point. I like oh. that. I really like that. I need to have you back on for the Do You Know episode because you're the Do You Know stan of all stands, Derek. <sighs> yeah, I really, I don't know. I, that album just has like a special place in my heart my favorite song of all time is on it and uh, it's just the best well not the best and the skin is the best but my favorite is probably do you know but if i were to give a number one position would definitely be in the skin well we will get into uh your thoughts on all of those some i don't even know when in the future but we will get there (laughs) (laughs) two years to, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't even know, man. We'll see. This this podcast is going to go on for so long because she's, I mean, Ashley, you know, hasn't done as much, but we're about to get into a lot of Ashley coming up soon. Right. I cannot wait to hear that, by the way. You're, you're only on 2003. It's 2021. 
No, I'm on 2004. This was 2003, but like for newlyweds, uh, newlyweds right, just right. finished. Well, the album was 2003. That's true, yeah. But for newly for newlyweds, like I'm, we're gonna have an Ashley Simpson show episode very, very, very soon. That's coming up, so uh, I can't wait. But we can uh, get into the title track now Ooh, yeah. of the album. Ugh. In so the skin, I'll, I'll start. Such a good song. I've o- I always loved this song. Always yep. been a highlight of mine. Um, even more so after reading the book, just because knowing the whole 102 story with Tommy Matola and knowing that Teresa had told Jessica in the recording of this album, this is most likely your last chance with Columbia. If you guys remember that part in the book. Yeah. So just thinking, wow, she really had the balls to really put herself out there and basically put the head of her label who was basically telling her, you know, if you don't do well, we're dropping you, you know, taking that chance to be true to herself and her feelings, putting that out on this record. Like that's just some rock star shit. I don't know. And I don't know. I I, I love it. (laughs) I love it so much. And the song itself also is just a great song. I love the, um, the differentiations in the instrumentals, how it goes a little bit rocky at some points and yet it's a pop song so it's like we love it we love a bipolar moment in music yeah i, I really like this <laughs> i really like the song i still listen to it all, all, pretty often i have to say one of the jessica songs that i replay quite often and it's on her essentials playlist on apple music fun fact well when you said rock star shit that's what i thought of is the you know i have to be 102 <laughs> yeah 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 so derek what are your thoughts on this uh michael do you have like any connection to the song from growing up gay Because I feel like it really spoke to me, like, especially in eighth grade as a gay, kind of like, you're fine as you are, it's all going to be okay. Like, that's really the the comforting vibes that I got from that song. And even like, to this day, like, it's just you're, you're beautiful, you're fine the way you are, like, relax. I don't know, I didn't. It's, It's okay. No, I, I well, I could see how you can have that feeling. The only reason I I'll say I didn't is just because of my age at that time, mm-hmm. um, just my own personal, just just to get a little personal. You were younger than eighth grade. Yeah, I was eight years old, you know, and also in terms of my whole like sexuality. I mean, I always knew I was different in the sense of just like the things I liked, but in terms of actual sexuality, I didn't actually know what that even was as a kid. I was never one of those kids. So for me, I only got to the feeling of discovering my sexuality when I was in my teens. And that was in the early 2010s, late 2000s, um, up to the mid, you know, 2010s. So by that point, this song had, I had already associated as a song of my childhood. So for me, it's, it was always just like a nice song from my childhood. And by the time it got revisited into my life again, because there was a period in the mid 2010s where I didn't really listen much to Jessica simply because she just wasn't making music and wasn't out there as much. So it was just a natural fadeaway. But when I brought her back into my life musically, then I could totally, but it was more like I was already out at that time. And for me, it was more of like that my own personal life insecurities where I found the comfort in this song. But I can 100% see what you're talking about for sure. I think maybe I was more aware of it at a, a really young age because my dad had left my mom for a man. So he oh, was gay wow. when I was... It, that happened when I was really young. So also, that's kind of like one of the things that I relate to Jessica with because, you know, Joe... Oh, T. You know, so I kind of... I don't know. I, I, I feel all of the emotions that she felt after that happened, after he came out and left Tina for a man, because even though I was very young, like I still experienced all of those emotions and completely 
can understand all of her thought presses at that time and why she would want to side with Tina because I did the same thing and had the same emotions that she had even though I was young it was the same experience okay I have a question and it's a little off topic from the song but it's on what you were saying about was that confirmed about Joe like I always heard that under the grapevine but was that like a thing like what do you guys know yes she brought up that he brought his boyfriend to her wedding was kind of her way of but she also kind of said that that's his story to tell and then did you see the thing that fucking nick when it came out that uh, he had, that joe had a boyfriend nick nick said that that bullshit and then jessica was like i don't think it's his place to talk about my dad we haven't been married for like how many years now and you're like why uh anyways they always had to bring up her or her family when they interview him because that's the only way he's fucking relevant Oh, okay, I yeah. did see that. Okay, yes, it's all coming back to me now with Celine. <laughs> well, <laughs> Joe lives openly as a gay man with that younger guy. He's been with for a while, right? Yeah, he's been with since, since he, he came left. out. Right. Well, the, the thing is, I don't think he's ever I said... I guess not came out, right. Right, like he hasn't said to the press or to the media, I'm gay. He hasn't said those two words, but... And it's, he doesn't have to, you know, it's... Right. It's one of those things, like, somebody like Queen Latifah or something. Like, everybody always right. knew right. for so many years, but she didn't say it because she doesn't have to. No one has to, you know, label Fact. themselves to the public. So, um, so yeah, he hasn't specifically said it, but he does live openly. So, so yes, it is confirmed in, in that sense. Like, he doesn't hide it at all. Okay, I, I actually... And- didn't know that wow him and his boyfriend will be in uh like eric has posted pictures like golfing with joe and joe's boyfriend i'm like oh like eric eric like hangs out with them like i'm glad that they're they finally have come to a place where they're they're fine with i love eric i don't even know like what to what to say but just it seemed like from the book that their relationship had kind of been more estranged and it's like good to see photos of them because maybe it's gotten better since the book has been released i love that yeah well first of all derek thank you for sharing such a personal thing from your life and i think that you know when you said that i was like whoa is is joe your dad like that's crazy you know (laughs) that you have that in common with her and it kind of reminded me of how when amanda was on the podcast she was telling her story of how she Mm -hmm. became a jessica fan and she has the similarity to jessica of she you know was drinking a little too much and then she decided to quit and her husband decided to quit on the exact same day that she did to support her just like eric did Uh, and i was like wow you and jessica are aligned she's the biggest jessica fan that i know besides you and you also have this kind of like crazy personal alignment thing with her and i just i'm very spiritual i cannot help but feel like you guys are like aligned with that that's amazing Mm -hmm. we're both cancers too cancer season oh Oh, isn't it so weird that me and Michael on horseback riding on the same day? I know! <laughs> that's so fun! Can we just pause because, Derek, you had an amazing shirt on, which, did you make that Push Your Tush shirt? My boyfriend made it for me, and he was like, Oh, God. We were texting back and forth because he's like a graphic designer, and I'm like, move this to the right, move to the and he was like, oh my god, like it, and I was just like, just do it. He's a keeper. <laughs> Come and get it! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, add a banjo, add a cowbell. And he was like, why? And I was like, because it's in the song. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> the barnyard. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. 
you want to keep her seriously well yeah the, this song i remember listening to this this was one of the songs off the album that i completely just latched onto right away even yeah. though i was really young i got it completely not just from her perspective but I went on my first audition when I was seven. And even at the time, like I had already dealt with a lot of this kind of stuff. Obviously not anywhere near on the same scale. I'm not comparing myself to Jessica, but like I developed early. I was wearing a bra like years before any girls were. And I used to- And that's how you relate to Jessica. Literally. <laughs> exactly. No, like everything that's ever been said about her or like any comment about her boobs, I'm like, Lord. It's weird because when you have big boobs growing up, older women tell you, oh my gosh, men are going to love you. You're so lucky. They're already so big. Big, oh my god Ew. but then That's it's gross. crazy you know people used to say to me like you have that Marilyn shape you're so lucky blah 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 and um it's weird because you're a child and like people are putting focus on your body and that's not something that is healthy for your mind. It's supposed to be this thing that everybody loves and everybody praises. But um, in school, I think boys don't know how to deal with it. Straight boys don't know how to deal with like seeing a girl like that. And other girls are like jealous. So I had girls, they would throw tissue at me like as I would walk by in the hallway because they said I was stuffing my bra. That's the last thing in the world I would do, but okay. And they just call me a whore, call me a slut. Meanwhile, I hadn't even kissed a boy and I wouldn't for like years because probably I wonder why, because I, (laughs) you know, was bullied for what my body looked like and I didn't know how to handle, you know, intimacy or anything like that. So yeah, that I really related to. And when I was around this age, I went to an audition where the guy, like one of the casting directors asked me to like hold my shirt up to, so, so that he could see how flat my stomach was. Wow to see if I had abs because at the time I I think this was probably after this I was probably like 14 it was even for movies with girls that young if they were wearing belly shirts or like they were showing a little bit of your belly or whatever like it was still uh, it's gross to say but like a sexier look so like I guess he wanted to make sure I wasn't flabby which my weights always fluctuated sometimes sometimes I'm flabby sometimes I'm really skinny my weight just always fluctuates it's just been part of my life that's another thing I can really relate to with Jessica Mm -hmm. sometimes it feels like oh my god I'm so confident in my body and then it feels like a week later I wake up and I'm like oh my god I'm huge which is not true but when you grow up with all these images of perfection and then people are telling you oh you know you look like Marilyn and then I'm looking in the mirror I'm like I don't look like Marilyn I I look gross what are they talking you know what I mean it's like very weird to be (laughs) a young woman and this song just cut to my heart I was like oh my gosh and it, it didn't matter what was happening I never felt thin enough either I don't I still don't think that I've gotten to the point in my life where I'm 100% body confident and good like I definitely sometimes have myself slipping into self-doubt and stuff like when Jessica talked about her tummy tuck and how she was so ashamed that she wouldn't even let Eric see her I was like wow that got to me because she talks about how how much their soulmates and everything I would think that, you know, she would be okay with him seeing it because obviously, I mean, if it, if it just happened from her like overeating or something, then I still would think she would be comfortable just because it's Jessica. But, you know, it happened for this beautiful reason, which was she had two babies back to back. And of course, he's not going to judge her or see her as disgusting, but she couldn't get past that, you know, and she, she couldn't get past her own self-doubt and how she had been treated her whole life with the image of perfection that she was supposed to maintain. So that song just has even more meaning now this song just has even more meaning now because this has continued throughout her life Mm -hmm. i love the way that she was able to step into her power on this song oh yeah it doesn't end all these like eating issues and body issues it goes on 
and on. And um, I also love the way that she, the first lyrics, when she says, they see me in a magazine, I'm the one they want to be. I love that because I feel like so many celebrities, they always try to downplay how beautiful they are, how rich they are. They try to be so relatable and it's sometimes it's really annoying. And Jessica doesn't have to do that because she's so naturally relatable. Yep, exactly. Even as we're seeing her look perfect, sound amazing, have, you know, what at the time we thought was this like great husband and great marriage and great life she still is relatable like she's still not somebody that seems unapproachable she has this natural element that so many people I mean I'm not going to name names but so many celebrities have tried to craft this image of relatability and it just comes off as so fake Mm -hmm. and so I love that she wasn't afraid to say like I'm the girl with everything I understand that I get that people look at me and see perfection but it's kind of like heavy as the head that wears the crown yeah you're then held to this other standard because you're in this group of people that are supposed to be physically perfect. And I mean, she's just expressed it so well in the song. So I feel like exactly what you just described is harsher and magnified for girls. Like it's boys don't like well in, in different ways, you know? Yeah. Cute boys are treated differently than cute girls growing up. Like if that makes sense. Yeah. There's different. I think there's different body. Um, social expectations for boys and girls and i think that boys will feel that just in a different way you know if you're too skinny for a boy that's a bad thing for example or at least if yeah. that, you know what i mean or things of that nature but i really do appreciate jessica's vulnerability in the song and <clears throat> just knowing the personal connections to it like i you know i've been saying this whole episode her songwriting is just so autobiographical and i can so appreciate that because the thing is if she's experienced it there's someone out there who has too and like Leah was saying, like that this song in particular is something that she can relate to because, you know, of everything that she's been through and just life and auditions and just life of being a girl in general, you know. And I think that this song could have totally worked as a single for that reason because I agree. Totally fits just the image that Jessica was putting at the time of I'm finally me. People gravitated towards it. But you know, it's it's still I think it has its own life. You know, it's the name of the album. So people are naturally going to listen to this song when they go on to this album, which I love because it's a great, great song and a great title track. She definitely hit this one out of the park and um, should have been should have been a single, in my opinion. Well, have you heard Who We Are, the uh, theme song from yeah. The Price of Beauty? The beautiful. Yeah, I yeah. That song. yeah. In This Skin was originally going to be the theme song for Price of Beauty. And I'm kind of glad. I mean, bittersweet about why it wasn't because i love who we are and i'm glad that it probably yeah like we got a new song out of it but like yes it would be nice for in the skin to have a moment for sure Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i i think that she had more power on the pub on a public affair because she released i belong to me yeah and remember the label she wrote in her book the label wanted her to be like super sexy in the video and everything and she was like this song is not about that so i'm wondering if maybe they didn't want her to release the song for whatever reason which sucks well i mean listen like i said it's on her essentials playlist so people this is a song that people are going to associate with jessica forever in my opinion yeah and i just i want to make one more note about um the lyrics it's such a good song for affirmations if you're into affirmations this is a really good song to listen to and and sing along to and if you're not into affirmations but you've always wondered about it try it with this song because if you know you're obviously interested in jessica if you're listening to this so hmm. this could be um be a good gateway 
into that because the song is just so helpful and always puts me in a good mood. And by the way, just the music of it, like I, I love. Oh, I love the first like twenty seconds of the song before she even starts singing. Always dun, puts dun, me in a great dun, mood. Dun, 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 dun. I love it. Yes, I I kind of feel like this should be in a movie or something like the hey, like a score. I was just thinking it's giving me two thousands rom com. Oh yeah. While yes. they're like getting ready in the mirror, it's like the perfect song to like put on while you're getting ready in the mirror because it makes you feel good to like go out. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Jenna Rink just getting ready. Yeah, I feel you. I that I was just gonna say Jennifer Garner like walking down the street. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I feel like you and I were separated at birth. Really? Like, yeah. I What's going on? <laughs> yeah. I can't. Like, you keep taking the thoughts out of my brain, and I'm just going to have to sue you for stealing, I guess, because I don't know. Well, I'm going to have to sue you back, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, she we're going to. born first. She gets to sue you. Hey, you, you know what? May, I have a feeling that I my soul is older than all of you combined. Oh, interesting. Okay, so we'll talk about past lives in another episode. <laughs> I know what my past life was. I was a backup dancer for Paul Abdul, and I died of <gasps> HIV in the Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, how serious are you being about that? I'm not being serious. Okay. <laughs> well, because I was going to say, I mean, listen... It's very, very possible. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that would, that's just what I say. But maybe it, maybe it came to me because it's true. I don't know. But it, like, came in my head just, like, that's my past life. Like, I don't fully believe in it. But in my head, like, it's, so maybe it's true. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe in a lot of, like, art, alternative spiritual stuff that some people don't believe in. But I do struggle a little bit with past lives. However, there is a lot of stuff to me that's, like, such clear evidence for it existing. And I don't know. I kind of think, like, the universe is endless and all of that and it's just like infinite so how am I who am I to say you know but there's some there are things that I connect to like that I weren't that I wasn't alive for and I'm, and yeah. it does it, it's too deep of a connection it just gives me a little bit of pause so yeah like I love Paul Abdul but I was not even alive when her music was out and I can't explain like I have like a deep connection to her music and I was not alive when it was out at all like it's so maybe yeah, it's true do what do you feel like you were there? Yeah, I feel like I was yeah. there. Were you lost in a dream? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know which. Way to go. Go. Yeah, she's underrated too. Even when I was a kid, like, I don't know. Like, I was somehow drawn to, like, listening to Paula Abdul. Hey. And I still, I still love Paula Abdul. <laughs> I enjoy Paula. I, I, I have my Paula moments. I actually find not in their vocal styles at all but in their popularity level um i find jessica and paula actually have a lot of similarities in the sense where they had like a moment where their popularity and the general public was so crazy and then it kind of but they'll forever be iconic and loved exactly yeah. and and that's exactly why that's and just like paula will always Gay be icon. yeah exactly i find a lot of similarities with their um Wait, do you know when you when you look up gay anthems on wikipedia that i think i'm in love with you is like the first one listed <laughs> well Iconic. as it should be <laughs> yeah that is that i think is also one of the best pop songs ever written yeah but, uh, it's my favorite jessica song for sure taste <laughs> so we can move on to uh another phenomenal track in my opinion uh, I'll start with this one because I had a moment with this song earlier today. I was texting Leah when I was jamming out to it, actually. I love the track. I love the melody. I love the way she sounds. I love her vocals. But I also, just like 
um, Leo, like you were telling me, manifestation, speaking things into existence. I can already see us moving mountains. I can already feel what's going to happen. And I think that's just the way it's going to be. It's, I know it. I feel it. And I'm putting it out there. And I think that's a beautiful message. Um, I know that she's relating it to a relationship in the song, but you can definitely relate it to anything in life. And um, I also just love the sea of background vocals that is happening in the chorus of this track. Mm. Um, just very ethereal. And my favorite vocals from Jessica are always her soft vocals. That's Those are my favorite Jessica vocals. Just because I love when she uses that register. Um, and yeah. Do you love it? Do you love it? Because Ashley said it's her favorite song on the yes. album. You know, I did not know that Ashley said that. Yeah, Jessica said that on the reality tour DVD when she performs this, um, someone asks her a question because she had the, you know, she had the fan questions during the show. And someone asks her about Ashley and she starts talking about the similarities between her and Ashley and how Ashley makes ditzy comments too and Ashley's messy too. And then she, it's really cute actually. She goes, speaking of Ashley, how much do you guys love her? (laughs) (laughs) And then she's like, this is her favorite song off my album and she sings B. I love that. I haven't watched the reality tour since I was, a child like i have i don't have a dvd player anymore so like the dvd i own of it just doesn't have usage oh my god mm-hmm. so i have to had... find a way to watch Sorry, it oh just like, <laughs> i have to find a way to rewatch it as an adult now because it's been a minute i've burned through four reality tour dvds that i've watched them so much <laughs> that they started to skip and i had to buy like the first one i got when it came out and then it, it started to skip because i watched it so much that i bought another one and it was when I was deployed, I would watch it in my like bunk bed rack on my laptop like almost every night, and uh, then I it started aww. to skip. So then I had to order another one, and then I you know watched that one so many times that it started to skip. So I've bought four copies because I just like watch it so much that I it starts to skip. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh, what do you think of the song, Derek? I'd love to know. Yeah, I was I was thinking back to the the last time I saw her in concert was at okay. I don't want to, I feel bad saying this because like, I don't support them now, but it was at SeaWorld and it was part of the like, do you know tour and they SeaWorld played Jessica Simpson songs on their speakers like all day, like throughout the park and B was one of those songs that they kept playing. And it just like makes me think of that day, me and my best friend, we were 18 and we took the Greyhound like 22 hours to Texas to SeaWorld and i'll never take a greyhound again it was like a horrible experience this woman like shit herself and like jumped off the bus in the middle of nowhere yeah she was like i have to get out i have to get out i have to get off the the bus and the bus driver was like we're in the middle of nowhere she's like i don't care i have to get off the bus and she got off the bus and people were like what the hell like you put your luggage under the bus so she left her stuff and everything and then the next actual bus stop when people got on they a woman went went to her seat that she was sitting on and she was like there's shit in this seat like the woman shit herself and jumped off the greyhound like on my way to the jessica simpson concert and uh, yeah but it was worth it to see her it was like we had bought the vip things which meant it was like general admission for the people who bought like the extra wristbands so we bought those and we stood in line for like 13 hours like we got there before it opened obviously and like ran in which was like whatever 8 a.m and the concert didn't start till like nine and it was texas summer like we were in like 103 degree heat all day in line for jessica simpson with these other like uh some jessica stands that actually came from from canada and 
to Texas to see her for this show. So we're, there was like a line of us, but the whole line of us that like got there at 8, 8 a.m., we were all like front row and you could tell she was like loving us and came and touched our hands like three wow. times. And but anyways, it just reminds me of that whole entire day being awesome because they kept playing B over and over at SeaWorld. And it's a problematic now, but it was a nice memory for me. No, I love that. I love that. So you can associate it with the live experience, even though she didn't perform it. But like, I love that. I have moments like that, too. That's iconic. I just want you to know, Derek, that I see you because like oh. I also have had standing <laughs> moments like this. I love how much you love her it's so great like to go through all of that and like have those crazy stories but it's all worth it once you get there and you're in the front row you know and she starts yeah if you look at like the paparazzi pictures from that day like my back the back of me and my my friend kiana's head are like dead center like we're in all the paparazzi <laughs> shots we were right there like i had a like luckily i brought a change of shirt because i had to change my shirt like before the concert because it was 103 degrees like it that... was so hot and oh we were just gosh. in the sun in line waiting all day well i mean as i've said many times you are an icon that's just the way it's gonna be <laughs> And, oh, oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> One of my prized possessions is from that. Like her, her guitar player gave me a pick, a Jessica Simpson "Do You Know" guitar pick, and I still have it. <gasps> Legends, on yeah! Wow! I'll have to send you a picture after this. Yes, I want to see. I'll have to dig it up. It's in a tote somewhere. My gosh, I mark my words, you guys, when Jessica goes on another tour, or whenever she does shows, or whatever it is, whether it's promo shows, whatever, We're I'm going. going I don't care where in, in the United States it is. I will go anywhere it is, and we are going to have experiences like this. Hopefully, nobody will shit themselves, but you never know. <laughs> you never know, and if we and if we do, it for a good cause. <laughs> exactly. If so, at least it won't be one of the three of us. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I don't know how we got there from this beautiful song. But... <laughs> <laughs> anyway so the song uh yes great great song highlight and an amazing closing track because it was the closing track on the um um non-deluxe right edition um yeah just beautiful track love it this is actually one of the songs that came straight from jessica's journals so before she met nick she had a lot of journal entries like this basically where she would fantasize about finding somebody like him and finding that perfect person and so a lot of these lyrics are straight from her journal and I think if you you know read the lyrics you can obviously see how it's a young girl saying and me as as single um as not not as young as Jessica was when she wrote this <laughs> um, I'm still like to talk about that. <laughs> right I'm like wait where is he like I don't understand but yeah I mean I do still have thoughts like that you know when she says are you miles away are we getting any closer because I feel like you never know like literally if it happened tomorrow you could walk into a room and that's the person that you're going to literally have children with and you know five minutes before you never would have known that and you meet millions well maybe not millions but you meet thousands let's say people in your lifetime and most of them are just people and yes a lot of them mean something to you but ultimately like you wonder your whole life about who is this person <laughs> you know like who is this person and and yeah we were Michael had you had a job interview and you were you started talking to me about this song and I was like well this is a good song for manifesting so she visualized all of these things and I told you to visualize getting the job yeah and um and you know because so she was visualizing like what life would be like with her future husband and so now you can say like well she was actually imagining Eric but you know when she says I already see us moving mountains I already see us walk in water uh, walk on water like 
to me. Oh, you know what's weird that I just connected with you saying that lyric is because Eric's logo is a mountain. The legendary discipline's logo is a mountain. <gasps> right? Oh my gosh. There you go. I didn't even wow, that's why I love doing these because there's always new things that I learn and that other know. people point out. Yeah, but the thing is, even though like she and Nick did the last, they did move mountains. Newlyweds was such a huge thing and the fact that their union wasn't just significant to them and wasn't just a love affair in their life, but like it's still it's something that I talk about constantly because I put myself in this position. Right. <laughs> and now like not only do I talk about it when I record, but dozens of people message me all the time and they're like, Oh my god, that episode, blah 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 blah. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. Um <laughs> and so it had such an effect on the world, on reality TV, on music. I mean, this whole era, this album and this era just had all the girls shook. Like, Britney made that whole reality show with Kevin chaotic because, like, Newlyweds was so successful. And, like, she did not need to do that. And that show was a mess. But, like, you know, the only reason she did that was because of Newlyweds. Absolutely. Absolutely. And who would ever think in 99, 2000, 2001, 2002 that, that Britney would copy Jessica, you know? Right? But yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, it makes sense because Britney's, the, the perfect image of Britney by that point had definitely shattered. So like, I'm sure her team was, was like, yeah, look what this did for Jessica. And you're, you're even bigger than Jessica. So like, this will really take you everywhere that it took her. And obviously it didn't because it, it was Kevin. So we're just gonna, we're, <laughs> we're just gonna move that right along okay it like, was a mess and then we'll just say it's a mess and then that's all you need to say yes i mean i love i still love endearing sloppy britney as much as the next girl britney kind of chaotic is fucking legendary okay it i don't is. give a fuck what anybody says oh my I, god I, remember when jessica hosted the teen choice awards and that was like the big debut performance of um, Kevin yeah. oh my god. she had to introduce him and everyone uh, and everyone lost their mind when like britney spears and you just hear <gasps> Then, then then she just introduces Kevin and everyone's like, oh. It was a lot. <laughs> it was a tough time for us Britney stands. We were just... It, you know what? As a Britney stan, you just have to understand that there will be years where it gets really rough, like now and in the 2000s. I know. Well, I remember watching that. I remember like kind of leveling with myself and I'm like, am I going to do this? Am I going to hop on this Kevin train? Like, do I love Britney this much? Am I going to buy this album? Am I going to go see <laughs> no, him? No, I never hopped on the Nick Lachey train and I love Jessica Simpson, but have I ever bought a 98 Degrees or Nick Lachey album? Hell no. Wait, so, okay. So even back then, like before, you know, everything happened. Hell no, I didn't buy his music. So you never liked Nick? I mean, not his music. Like I never listened to 98 Degrees or him. That's I didn't like hate him like as a person, but hell no, I didn't listen to them. <laughs> That's funny. I definitely had a um I liked I liked 98 degrees. I did. Yeah. I like female voices though. Like it the Jonas Brothers are maybe like the only male band that I will listen to. Like I I don't I I vibe with female voices. I don't really listen to boys, so Yes, well, that's because the Jonas Brothers are better than everyone, so naturally they would win over um, somebody that doesn't like, you know, something like that normally. But yeah, I definitely, I was not a stand by any means, but I, I saw 90 Degrees in concert when I was eight, and I definitely, you know, was excited about that and everything. I, I liked him at the time, like, I remember watching Newlyweds, and I just thought, like, oh, that's just how marriage is. He's not unattractive, like... Uh, He's unattractive to me now, but at the time, now that I know everything I know and, and what um, but at the time, definitely, like, I do think he has a very beautiful voice, and I think he has absolutely, like, sh like striking eyes. 
And I do love, as I've said before, I, I love his musical knowledge and the way that he like would produce vocals for her in the studio. And I love when they work together. I do think he has something, but now I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. But without him, we wouldn't have had, you know, all of these songs and... Uh, yeah, like B. Like B. And, and again, this song is very like nature. Will you taste like rain? Can I breathe you like air? Moving mountains, walk on water, cloud. I wonder if that was purposeful to bring up nature in, in almost every song. It seems like maybe it was. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe if it wasn't purposeful, it could just be her songwriting style because she did write the, write all these songs, right? Almost, yeah, almost all of them. Mm -hmm. So next we have with you, again, we have the acoustic version. Every time an artist does this, like when they put an acoustic version on something, I'm just like, okay, you know, it's fine. Like I didn't need to be like on the actual album. Um, No, but I still enjoy it. And I, I really like this version because I love all the acoustic uh, with you performances. I love, like I said in the last episode, the AMAs with the bongos and everything. Yeah, I agree. It's just one of those things where it's like you didn't have to put it on there, but it's cute and I like it. And, like, I could take it or leave it, I'll be honest. Yeah. It's definitely one of my favorite acoustics. Like, I, I love Demi Lovato's music. Like, I I don't follow her too much, like, personally. And, like, I don't know, I hate that she kind of gets hated on. But it's, like, I'm not, like, like, I don't really care too much about her personal life. But vocally, like, I love her. And I think she's, like, one of the best current pop artists. But... Like her, she'll always put like acoustics on her like deluxe iTunes. I'm just like, this is a waste of like three. I don't need like, but Jessica's is different. Like it's really good. And I actually enjoy listening to her acoustic because it's different. It's not just like they're singing the same and it's just like the instrumentals are more simpler. Hers is like, she actually sounds like she's in a acoustic vibe set. Like it's not. It doesn't feel produced to me, and it, it sounds really good. Mm -hmm. I agree. It's it's definitely, even though it's kind of, like, extraneous, I never skip it. I mean, probably because it's with you, so, mm -hmm. like, always I'm in the mood for that. <laughs> okay, so that does it for the American version of the reissue for In The Skin, but we have the Japanese version. The Japanese people are always getting additional songs. Right. I, always. Yeah, I'm just always jealous. They always get the best Britney tracks. I'm like, are you kidding? The best ones. Like, w the fact that Mood Ring was released as a Japanese-only song for the first four years, I'm just like, what are you doing? What is going on here? Like, I thought we left that tomfoolery in the 2000s. Like, what is going on? Why do you think that is? Do they buy more physical albums or, like... It's, it's an incentive. Yeah, by the time they release it to Japan, it's like it had already been in America for a while, so they got to add some some B-sides to make them buy it. Yeah, it, it was things like that. And the Asian markets always, and even European markets, they would always get tracks here and there. It was just like based on the label and promotional reasons and whatnot, but yeah. they definitely got some good ones. Interesting. I think sometimes, like in the case of Britney, sometimes there's amazing songs. These three, like I can see how they didn't make in the skin, I don't think that they're as good as most of the, you know, or all of the songs. There's Fly, My Love, and Fearless. So, Michael, I know you were saying you really liked Fearless. That's also my favorite of the three. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, didn't I didn't love the other two. I'm not going to pretend like I did, but Fearless was amazing. I loved it, and I'm totally adding that to my playlist right now. It gives me the song, like, you know, the song in the skin. It gives me that vibe. I'm, I'm just, uh, yeah, instant fan of the song. Totally. It gives me the 2000s, like, mid-tempo, inspirational, you know, vibe. Really enjoyed it. Exactly. And it, once again, has the wind and the clouds and all that, mm -hmm. the nature stuff. So what do you think, Derek? 
Yeah, I agree. Fearless was definitely my favorite of the three. I'm a little bit more familiar with Fly because that came on the Take My Breath Away CD single. But after hearing Fearless, I like that better than Fly. And I can see why these three songs didn't make the album because to me, they don't really match the tone or the vibe of it as perfect as the actual album tracks do. Mm -hmm. And My Love, I just was... I don't know, maybe, maybe it was a rough cut, but it just, like, was too cheesy to me. <laughs> it's just very, very, very 90s. Yeah. It sounds like a discarded um, Tony Braxton song. Yeah. Oh, or, yeah, uh, that's interesting. That's an interesting analogy. Yeah, I see that. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of um, She Sings Save the Best for Last. Like, it sounds like a... That's Vanessa Williams. Yeah, it sounds like it could be a Vanessa Williams 90s song. Oh my god, I thought you said Venus Williams. I almost passed. <laughs> out. <Well>, Vanessa. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing particularly special about it. It's just a textbook, pour your heart out. I Until my dying day, I will love every inch of your body and every inch of your soul kind of thing. And I think that she expressed that better with the other songs on the album. So it, it makes sense that it wasn't included. And then Fly, I don't like when random songs bring up like all of these holidays. Except for... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like the Christina, the song on her Christmas album. But, uh, can we have that song? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like I know the Christmas album very well, but I can't um pinpoint it right now for some reason. Oh, this year. <gasps> this year, uh, and it goes and the gifts and the months and the this Go year. Yeah. By. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one's really good. And then she also has Love for All Seasons, which is kind of like, kind of... I got a love for all seasons. So good. But um, but yeah, this one is just kind of random. When she gets into the holidays and stuff on the chorus, I'm like, why? I don't know. Like, it doesn't fit with... I can hear why it was not put on the album. It almost felt... When I was listening to it, I was like, is this a Christmas song from Rejoice? Like, I don't understand. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of weird. And I I don't know why they would put this on the Take My Breath Away single as opposed to Fearless. Or just one of the songs from the album, I feel like, would have been a good advertisement to just buy the album but i don't know yeah but like when you have fe- like when you have fearless as a bonus track i don't understand how they would have used this but it's okay yeah well that concludes the album so we already talked a little bit about the reality tour but i want derek to especially talk about it because yes please derek, derek please tell us your experience you were there we were not and it's a tragedy so please tell us Okay, well, I had got the the tickets as a eighth grade graduation present, so I asked my best friend in eighth grade at the time, who was a black straight dude, if he would go to the Jessica Simpson concert with me, and he was like, uh, and I was like, it's, it's, uh, it was like around my birthday, it was like right after my birthday, or I think it was right after, or maybe before, but it was like a few days within my birthday. Well, I have the ticket stub still in my room so I can go look, but I'll do that later. (laughs) But I I asked him to go with me, and he wasn't too happy about it, but he went as, like, his birthday present to me. Well, I was biking, riding bikes around the city with my boyfriend a couple weeks ago, and I heard somebody scream, Derek. And I looked, and it was him, my my best friend from middle school. We went to different high schools, so, of course, it, like, kind of – the friendship kind of faded after that, but he was like, oh my God, Derek. And I was like, oh, hey. And he was like, he was with his girlfriend. He was like, he took me to the, the Jessica Simpson concert in eighth grade. And I'm like, yeah, like, how do you feel about that? He was like, honestly, it was to this day is the best concert that I've ever been to. And like, yes. he's not, a Jeff, 
he is not a Jessica Stan. I was just like, are you serious? He was like, yeah, I swear that's the best concert that I've ever been to in my life. Legends only. It was amazing. Like, it was, okay, where the Jonas Brothers are performing on their outside tour this summer, here is the venue that she played. So it was like a summer outdoor venue, and I was like, this little tiny kid, like, and my, it was the first concert that I got to go to by myself. So I'm there with my friend, and I'm tiny, like, I mean, I'm still pretty short. I'm, like, 5'7", but even I didn't really start matching the other boys until, like, high school. So I'm, like, tiny, and every time the crowd would stand up, I would have to, like, stand on my seat to, like, see. But <laughs> it was just, Aww. it was so fun. If I could go back in time to anything, it would be that. Like, it was just, and I remember Ryan Cabrera opened, and I loved Ryan Cabrera. And he was like, I'll be signing CDs on the side of the stage after my set. And I, like, didn't really know how concerts worked. Like, I didn't know that he was going to be there for, you know, a few minutes before Jessica even came out doing that. So I was like, nope, I'm not even missing one second of Jessica. I'm not going to go meet Ryan Cabrera. But, of course, he was over there for, like, an hour before she actually came out. I don't know. I just, I'm, like, excited talking about it. But it was, like, a highlight of my whole life. Like, I, amazing. Uh, so nice to hear. I love that. I love that so What a fun concert story <laughs> i know and I, I still have the the concert ticket stub up in a little collage that i made with like um disposable camera pictures that i took there in my room oh my gosh disposable camera pictures of jessica i love it do you have those you should send them to me oh my god yeah, yeah get like a posting moment for the pod yes i'll send you the whole thing i'm gonna look right now actually i'm gonna i'm walking into my bedroom i'm pretty sure it was july 3rd and my birthday is june 28th people do that all the time by the way like people will just send me their their pictures that they personally took of jessica or ashley and it's always the back of their head from 20 feet away on a disposable camera <laughs> and i'm still like oh my god thank you <laughs> yeah i'm gonna send those to you okay it was july 7th yes Oh my god, yeah, that's so exciting. I, I didn't get to go to the tour, obviously, but I love the DVD. I, I haven't had four copies like you, but I'm um, not on that level <laughs> yet. But um, I love this DVD because I especially love the beginning. Like, she's just so free. She's just so happy. You can tell this is a whole new era for her. You can tell, like, how much she loves every song that she's performing. And the dress. Dress. Oh, the dress is everything. And she's, again, like, she's so sincere. She's so earnest. And she's having so much fun. And I love how she's not, like, not that she doesn't look good or anything, but like she's just so uninhibited with the way that she dances and moves her body. Like she she mm -hmm. just doesn't care. She's not trying to be perfect and do these perfect moves or anything. <laughs> she's like me at the club. Like she just doesn't. Oh my God. Me and my friend Kiana, when we were 18 and before we would go to the club, we put on the reality tour and we copied her dance moves. And we were like, this is how we're going to dance at the club. Thank you. Yes. Oh my god. So that's how we danced at the club. <laughs> I see? I knew it. it. It's just she's just so uninhibited and um I God bless her. God just bless her. Honestly, for real, God bless her. And uh we're speaking her language when we say that, you know. We are <laughs> Um There is a travesty and that is that they took I Wanna Love You Forever off of the DVD for some inexplicable reason. And they took She Works Hard for the Money, because I remember I have the pictures that I'll send you are 
she performed she works hard for the money and then at every like cut they would play clips from when she did it for the variety hour mm-hmm. right but she performed that live um i remember they played like before her set they played the icebreakers commercial and then they played the proactive commercial like at that time she was on the proactive and icebreakers ads so and necessary, just, like, those proactive ads oh my god they had those proactive and icebreaker ads like everywhere around the concert like walking up to the the venue mm-hmm. get your coin says yes <laughs> oh my god was she ever getting her coin during this time right oh, she still is oh honey yes even more <laughs> i know that some of her songs did change on different dates but on the dvd she does ha- she does perform every song from the album right except in the skin right 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 okay so um right. but she performed in the skin at certain dates and I love, but I love that she basically does almost all of the album because mm-hmm. I hate when like I really love an album and I go to the concert and they sing like four or five songs. I get that some people they have so many hits at that point that they can't, right. you know. Yeah. But I just love the celebration of the album that this tour is, and yeah, every single performance to me elevates the album. If you're listening to the album, then you go watch this DVD and then you listen to the album again, you will love the songs so much more yeah because you see you can hear her passion on the record but it's different when you're singing live you know and everything isn't perfect and you also get to see like the way she moves and the way she like smiles and everything her facial expressions the way she moves around the whole stage and how into it she is and it's just amazing and it's so funny because on the dvd when she performs irresistible you can just tell like i love that song trust me i love it but you can just tell like she's it's kind of like a throwaway number for her on on, on the tour yeah yeah she still kills it but she's like letting people come up and take pictures with her during Irresistible. <laughs> like she's just like all right you guys love this song so here you go yeah and no ego like a lot of people would be like right. i need to nail this you know and she doesn't really care because she's just served every single <laughs> every single time on here and she still serves it it's like one of my favorite irresistible performances i think yeah and also i'm looking at the set list right now on wikipedia and it says a little bit but that's not on the dvd Mm-mm. did she sing that at your concert i don't remember her singing that mm. one of my favorite songs oh. actually as well love that track me too i love the um, on this tour i love the stage setup as well i love how there was like kind of like pits in the stage almost mm-hmm. it seemed, you know what i mean so it may- really felt like you were like on stage with her that must have been a really awesome experience yes in there how did you get a spot on the stage was it like a contest winner thing uh i don't know how they did that maybe they paid extra like vip they also had like meet and greet or something i don't know that's what i was wondering like was that part of a meet and greet package or something i'm not sure i it, i didn't even look because i definitely would not have my parents would definitely not have bought me <laughs> <laughs> more than just the concert tickets so i didn't even investigate that but now i would spend my credit card i would max my credit card out to do oh that. yeah oh my god yes oh um, i don't even want to know what's going to happen to my finances when jessica goes on tour it's going to be such a mess but i <laughs> I don't care. I definitely have to be there opening night and then whatever one is closest to my house. Oh my god. We are hanging out because I am also need to be there the first concert for sure. I feel like opening night would be New York or I don't know. Texas? The opening night of reality tour wasn't it in New Orleans, which is kind of random, but maybe it's just based G, you know, based on which makes more sense to go around the country. No, it was in financial wise. It was um Chula Vista, California, so that's in uh, around San Diego. Oh. Hmm. On the on Newlyweds, don't they make it out to seem like New Orleans is the cuz Leah is like a uh, worst case scenario, we get to New Orleans 
we get on the stage? Or didn't she say something like that? Uh, I, I can't know. remember. But I feel like a lot of stuff on Newlyweds is confusing with timing, and like right. you're, they definitely edited it in a certain way that I don't really understand what's happening some of the time. Yeah. On Wikipedia, it says May fourteenth was the first date. Um, in Chula Vista, California. No Canadian moments. She paid us dust. Are you sure she never came to Canada? Well, at least not Montreal. I thought you lived in um. I live in Toronto now as an adult. But oh, okay. I grew up, I grew up born and raised in Montreal. Hmm. Okay. Where's Shania Twain from? Timmins, Ontario. <laughs> Is she like super famous in Canada? Oh yeah, she's. Well, I mean, like she's obviously not making music anymore. She's but, like the queen of Canada. Yeah, but Shania is a national treasure for sure. Celine Dion okay. also. Yeah. I mean, we love Shania here, but like, I love. She her. always talks about Canada, and I, I feel like she's like huge there. We love we love Shania here. We definitely do. Oh my god. She deserves the love. An icon. How many singles did that album have? Like the entire fifteen thousand. Oh Every song was a single. What did you say, Michael? Come on over. Like fifteen thousand singles, oh. literally. <laughs> I thought you said the actual number. I was like, what? Oh no, the actual number was twelve. Twelve out of the sixteen songs were released in singles. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. See, that's what an album should be. Like, why not ride yeah. out your album? Yeah. That's what Jessica should have done. Yeah, and this skin definitely should have had more singles for sure. For sure should have had more singles. But you know what? I'll take it. It's it's probably her most complete era of all her eras. And for that, I'm grateful. And um, I don't know. And a great body of work, all in all, I would say, for sure. Yeah, because why do her eras always kind of, like, peter out? Well, I think it's she, label politics. I think she signed on for Dukes of Hazard, like, right after this. So it's kind of like she went into, like, being an actress and kind of, you know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, is I, I don't really know. Normally, I would say, like, well, this era ends when she starts promoting the new album but with this it's kind of different because newlyweds it's like the newlyweds era like i don't even really consider it to to be the in the skin era so much because newlyweds was just so overwhelming and popular and then and then it's almost like it's like the in the skin slash newlyweds era and then it becomes newlyweds slash dukes era you know, and then it's like divorced yeah. era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. In the skin bleeds into Rejoice dash Dukes of Hazard, and that's and that's why there weren't any more singles. But if you remember at that time, it wasn't like the album era ended and then there was no Jessica. Like it was years of Jessica, just different projects. Right. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that you guys want to? Oh wait, I do have a question actually. I, I mean I'm pretty sure what Michael would say to this. Um <laughs> but what if if she did release a fifth single, what would you have chosen if you were in charge? <laughs> <laughs> we know my answer. I'm like, I know. Um, forbidden fruit, but like my way home and I have loved you in the skin, those three also could have been in there as well for me. So those between those four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in the skin would have been the most successful single but personally i would have loved loving you as a single but i would say in the skin because i loved it in the skin and i think it would have been the highest charter for her yeah for a fifth single i I also really think b should have been released at at some point maybe it's like the last single like you know how when with stripped like christina did the voice within yeah 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 for sure it was that single right (laughs) yeah yeah you know what would have been great though is if she did release in the skin as another single and then 
Ashley released autobiography, like maybe as like a a teaser for the album before Pieces of Me. Like that, I feel like them songs kind of have similar themes and would would have been a nice relation to each other. Oh, that would have been really interesting. I actually like I get that Ashley was busy and stuff, but instead of Ryan Cabrera opening for Jessica, I'm like, mm. right. <laughs> I know she wanted to separate. Her. That would have been awesome. Oh my god. I- yeah, but you know, Ashley didn't want to do that. Ashley <laughs> yeah, Ashley did. Yeah. Yeah. Ashley probably definitely said no to that. By the way, have you guys seen the Ashley and Jessica Eat Your Hollywood story? Yes. Oh, and I can't. Can you find it online? Yes. It's it's on Vimeo. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Send it to me because I have not watched it since it came, like, was on cable and I cannot find it online anywhere. Yeah, definitely. Actually, there's this angel who uploaded onto Vimeo tons of Eat Your Hollywood stories. <laughs> yeah, I know. The, the Christina <laughs> one is on there. I just screamed in gay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Me too. It's really long. They did like a two hour one. Yeah. So, like, without commercials, it's almost like 90 minutes long. Well, wasn't it like Jessica, Ashley, and the Simpson family? Like, it was the true Hollywood story of like Joe, too? Like, kind of. Yes. And what year was this made in? It was before the divorce. I think it was 2005. Yeah. It, yeah, it uh, had yeah, to it be. was 2005 because she was like in her like Daisy Duke outfit almost. I think they like grabbed her for interviews off the Dukes of Hazard set. You're right. Definitely going to need that link tonight. So, yeah, you know what to do. Yes, <laughs> yes I want to watch that tonight. Literally, I want to watch that tonight. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to pull it up now so I don't forget. Yay. It's crazy to me that like there was never a Dateline episode or a primetime live with an interview with Ashley, Jessica, Joe, and Tina. Like I felt like there needed to be one with all of them. And this is, I think, the only thing where there's, I mean, I know that there's some things with little clips here and there of all four of them, but this is a solid, unique interview with all four of them. So it's awesome. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely need to watch that. Oh, yay. Yeah. New watching. So is there anything else that you guys want to say about this? epic era of jessica's in our lives just that i'm grateful that it happened keep it plain and simple i'm just so grateful that it happened because without it i think that jessica's career would have ceased to exist i'm gonna be honest because it wasn't looking good for her uh, career-wise for a while just because irresistible kind of fell flat with the public and in the skin not only revived her music career but it also birthed her other amazing ventures and so i'm so grateful that this era happened yeah it definitely shaped me as a person and helped me get through some hard times and also helped me kind of relate to a lot of good times that i couldn't find the words to express myself if i was stuck on a deserted island and could only have two albums it would be this one and autobiography yeah i just it's it's one of those for me it's the highs and lows in life, it, there's a song for almost everything, and it's it holds through throughout the years, and I think it will, always will. Yes, I agree completely. I think that um, the bottom line of it all is that she was trying to put out a message that the best person you can be is your true, authentic self, and I believe in that so strongly. I've always been a really rebellious person. I've always, like, marched to the beat of my own drum. I've always been, like, the weird one or the loud one or, you know, the annoying one or whatever. Like, I've always been the one that was just out there. And um, I feel like just Jessica's whole presence this this era with Newlyweds and with the album, I just think that Jessica's authenticity, just this era being, like, the complete opposite of the last one, even though, you know, Michael, don't start screaming at me. We love the last era. Um, we love we love Irresistible, but it was not what she wanted. And it wasn't. It wasn't. 
And yeah. And so the fact that she took this chance on herself and it proved to be more successful than all of the things that they tried to tell her to do. I mean, what an incredible validation, not just for herself, but for her fans to see that happen and see like, you're beautiful in the skin you're in. You're you're beautiful how you are. And, you know, Jessica is someone that she doesn't just talk the talk. You know, she's she's not selling stupid fake rainbow pride stuff once a month every year. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like we said, to bring it back to the beginning. Also, but if the Jessica Simpson collection does want to, you know, participate in rainbow capitalism, we will be buying. So come on now. <laughs> we'll be buying. <laughs> we'll be buying the Jessica Simpson collection pride. Well, here's the thing. I actually really respect them because, like, she does have a lot of rainbow stuff on her website right now. If you look, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of rainbow stuff, and it's not branded with Pride and all that kind of stuff. So if you want to buy some rainbow stuff for Pride, buy it for uh, just from Jessica Simpson. It's something that's available, <laughs> and it's not, like, in-your-face Pride yeah. merch. You know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. She's authentic like that. She wouldn't have this dumb-ass right. fake stuff or whatever. I bought her rainbow embroidered denim jeans and i cut them into shorts yes we love customizing (laughs) thank you guys so much for joining me for this this has been so much fun thank you for having me you know always a pleasure to just talk about music everyone knows that's my favorite thing to do so this was one of my favorite albums as a kid and so i hope that everyone listening we woke some nostalgia for them and they have their own little jam party now you know (laughs) We had some good debates. Like I feel like we've uh, we haven't been on like uh huh. I agree. Like we we respect <laughs> opinions. We respect everyone's opinion. But we all had good opinions. I feel like your guys' opinions may be like, oh okay, yeah. Let me try to listen to it from a different perspective. So I'm excited to listen to this episode back. Yeah. Even though I don't particularly like the sound of my own voice, but I feel like I want to listen to this episode and then listen to the album again. So I hope everyone else feels the same. Well, that's what I'm doing now. And then watching that Eat You Hollywood story. <laughs> oh, yes. It's going to be a Jessica night, honey, for sure. Write in. Tell me if this episode changed your opinion on any songs, if it made you appreciate any songs more. And your own thoughts. Like, what did we miss? Is there some other connotation to one of these songs that you have always had? Let me know. I would love to know because I just feel like the levels of all of this and the depth of music, there's always more. So thank you, guys. Thank you, Derek. Thank you, Michael. You guys are both amazing. And um, all of our listeners are amazing. I loved celebrating this album with you guys. This is just today. I released the first part just a few hours ago, and I've already gotten the nicest messages ever and the best stories from people um, about In the Skin and how it's touched them. And I'm just so happy that we all get to meet each other like virtually or whatever. And we're, you know, we're all, we're all coming together and we're getting to share all of our feelings about this because obviously it's even though it was so long ago, it means so much and still resonates with all of us. So. I have to say also just one more thing. Uh, your listeners are amazing because the last time I was on your podcast, the messages I was getting, like you really have some amazing listeners. You guys are awesome. And so I hope you guys enjoyed this. <laughs> I know. you. I don't. I can't tell you how much everything that you guys say to me means to me because I mean, I have one ad. I cannot get them to give me more ads. I don't know why. And I've literally checked my bank today. And since, since I've been doing this since October, I've made $50 total. So like, <laughs> trust me, <laughs> your, your messages... You know, when I'm like up at night at 2am trying to edit so I can get something out, I know how much you guys love it. And I know how much you guys appreciate it. And it just makes my, oh, it just makes my heart sore not to be cheesy, but you know, this is Jessica. So (laughs) exactly. 
Yes. So that is going to do it for the Ashley and Jessica cast this week. I will see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah Russo. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Capriya Moon. That's at C-A-P-R-I-A-M-O-O-N. And follow the podcast at Ashley and Jessicast on Instagram and at Ashley Jessicast on Twitter. Please let me know your thoughts on the show. I would absolutely love to hear Ashley and Jessicast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. See you next time.